dispatches from Planet Funk. This is the Aced Out Podcast, dedicated to all whom the man tried to ace out by profiting from the soul without stopping to give props to the prophets of soul. Case in point, Willie Wild Sparks, we speak your name. Rest in power, Willie Wild Sparks, OG drummer for Graham Central Station. Born December 1st, 1951, and left the earth May 15th, 2020. Willie Wilde played on the first two GCS albums, the self-titled debut and Release Yourself, 73 and 74 respectively. Arguably two of the best funk albums ever recorded. If you've been living under the rock, you might not know who Graham Central Station is, so I'll tell you. You've heard of Sly and the Family Stone. Well, they have their bass player who invented the funk popping style, Larry Graham. Later on, he had a group with Chocolate, Herschel Happiness, David Dynamite, and Butch. And they called it Graham Central Station, Oakland's finest, GCS, the baddest band from the east to the west. And this is a very special episode of Aced Out. And I'm just going to be riding shotgun, y'all. Our host for today's episode is none other than Patrice Banks, a.k.a. Chocolate, from Graham Central Station. And we're going to talk to a lot of beautiful guests this time. First up, we talked to Ray White. Ray White was with uh, Willie in the Wild Bunch and a longtime guitarist for Frank Zappa. Oh, my God. Next, we talked to none other than Rusty Allen. Rusty Allen, who replaced uh, Larry in Sly and the Family Stone. He plays on Fresh, the bass player, and also the father of A Stout Podcast, our very first guest. Rusty calls in. Then after that, we have a dude called Cold Bird, a.k.a. Eddie Wright, a tour manager and great friend of Willie. After that, we get a call from none other than Jim McKenney, keyboard player currently with Graham Central Station, and a good old friend of Willie as well. And last but certainly not least, we talk to Stozo the Clown, P-Funketeer extraordinaire and artiste Stozo the Clown, who's recorded with Willie and a good buddy of him as well. You know, we're doing this very special episode. We are supposed to, and we're still going to do an episode with Chocolate. Jay Stone and I from Funkonauts will be interviewing Chocolate on July 1st, so tune back in for that. But Chocolate, you know, she's she might be one of the most beautiful people in the world because she immediately thought of the podcast when she heard what happened to Willie. You know, the world's been on fire lately, guys. This is a time capsule kind of show. We usually don't talk about the news, but 2020 has been pretty crazy, and I need to document that. Uh, police brutality protesting, COVID-19. But I heard that Willie had passed, and I heard uh, people are actually starting a GoFundMe for him to make sure he gets a proper memorial and a proper burial. And um, she called me up, Chocolate, and she asked me if we would do this. And like a good funk soldier, you know, because Chocolate, she's like General Leia from Force Awakens. She's like a funk general at this point. It's just like, I, I, you know, it's an order. I had no choice. And I wouldn't want to choose any other thing because it's an honor to uh, honor, an honor to honor Willie Wild Sparks. 
And uh, you know what? We have a few goals to accomplish. One, we need to establish a true record of Willie's life and accomplishments. Two, we need to honor and bow down to Willie's legacy. And three, we need to teach the youth so his name rings out across the future ages. We also need to fix that Wikipedia page because that's the worst Wikipedia page I've ever seen. Whoever, uh, if you add things on Wikipedia, I want you to do me a favor. Listen to this episode, take notes, and update that because I don't like what I read up there. Like three sentences, one of them was wrong. Okay, I'm getting hot under the collar. I don't want to start cursing. Let's get to this episode. I'll talk to you guys later about other stuff that's going on, you know, stuff going on behind the scenes, reaction to uh, episode nine with Rick Gardner. I'll get to all that, okay? But I gotta, I just gotta take a chill right now. I'm gonna turn things over to Chocolate. She's gonna take the reins. We're also gonna have uh, Jay Stone join us. We'll talk to her a little bit, and then we're gonna call some of her friends. What do you think? Willie Wild, Willie Wild, he comes in right here. Uh, you hear that? You hear how he came in on the perfect time? Willie Wild, one of the best drummers in funk history. Recognize, speak his name, remember his name, Willie Wild, y'all. Ooh, so tight. He's a genius, he's like an octopus with those hands. Hang back with me, y'all, and let's just listen for a little bit. Today's the first day of the rest of your life in your new life. You have I just wanted to get Jay on the line because he's kind of responsible for a kind of responsible for the show in a weird way because through him I connected with you and through you you're the, the beautiful angel who thought of the idea to do this show this tribute to Willie um let me uh... ask you let me ask you something when did you first hear the news about uh of Willie's passing how, or how did you first hear about it well, I first heard about it on Facebook. I read about it on Facebook. I believe it was a post that uh, a brother that I know, Larry Batiste, it was a mm-hmm. post that he put up. And that's right. when I heard. No, that's not true. That's not true. When I first heard about it, is one of our guests tonight, Ed Wright, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Colbert. He Colbert. called me and told me. Yeah. Oh, he oh called Colbert. Me and and yeah. he was the, uh, what, he used to be the road manager for uh, Graham Central Station? Yes. 
So he called me and told me. And then after that, I went on Facebook to see if I could find out some more information. And that's when I saw Larry Batiste post. Mm -hmm. What, um, yeah, when, when you first found out about it, like what's the first memory that popped in your head? Like the first thing you remembered about, um, Willie, like, you know what I mean? Like what's, what's, it doesn't even have to be like a story. Just like what's the first scene or thing that popped in your mind? Well, the first thing that popped in my mind was the last time I had seen him. And the last Mm -hmm. time I saw him was I was visiting Oakland uh, with my daughter and uh, Eddie was uh, taking us around. I had a few things I wanted to do, a few places I wanted to go. And um, so he surprised me and we were going somewhere. And I said, wait a minute, where are we going? (laughs) Uh uh, You know, I was looking kind of, you know, different. You know, yeah. the neighborhood. So when we got where we were going, Willie was on the front porch. And so uh. I took a picture that day. <clears throat> and uh that was a that's what I thought of the very last time I saw it. You still have that picture? I do, but I would have to find it. But I do have it, yes. Yeah, you gotta try and find that. Um I'll try long- my best to find it. I have a million pictures. But I'll try to find it. How long ago did you say that was? The last time you saw him? That was that was probably about I would say about four years ago. Okay. And how was he? Was it a good visit? It was a good visit. He was really glad to see me. And um we stood out in front of um his buddy's house. He was at his buddy's house. And we, it was hot. I remember it was hot. So we just stood out there and we talked for quite a while. It was, uh, he was laughing and cracking jokes. Uh, Willie always considered himself a, a stand, stand-up comedian. So, oh, yeah? <laughs> uh, he, was, he was telling jokes. We were talking about, he liked to talk about, you remember, you remember when, hey, man, remember when this? Hey, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went through, through that for about, we must have visited him for about an hour. Just oh, that's nice. Old times and laughing. That's so beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. how, how about when you first met Willie? Like, give me some first impressions. Uh, by the way, uh, did Willie have to audition? Um, he joined Hot Chocolate first, right? Your band, Hot Chocolate? Um, no, Willie was no? not in Hot Chocolate. The original Hot Chocolate lineup was I had Greg, Greg Arico, Arico. Right. Neil Sean. Neil Sean. His brother on bass. His brother on bass named Paul Jones. Paul and Jones. Herschel. Right. And Herschel. So when oh I'm sorry I thought from reading your book that he was in on Hot Chocolate but so did he join when Larry already got in and made it Graham Central Station or how right. did Willie come uh, in? What he not he he joined before then because okay. <clears throat> Greg and Neil Hot Chocolate turned into um, Graham Central Station when Larry left um, Slide when Larry left. Uh, slide, yeah. When there's right. that slide, okay, my my wheels are turning in my brain right now, and, and <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> it's, it's kind of rusty in there. <laughs> so that's so, okay. Go so, ahead, you're doing all right. When, when Larry that slide, 
Uh-huh. Then the group turned into Grand Central Station. Right. And so Greg was still in the group. So then when Greg left, when Greg and Neil left, that's when um, uh, Willie joined. Oh, and Willie, okay. Yeah, and Willie had always been around because Willie and Herschel and Rusty and David Stalins and a bunch of other of them, mm-hmm. Larry Batiste, they were all, they all went to school together and they all hung out together. So they, like Willie was always around they were always you know like willie and and herschel they would come hang out at larry and i were together at that time so they would come out and hang out with us and and rusty and david stalins would go hang out at freddie's okay so freddie stones when greg left yeah at freddie stones because he lived up the street from larry so when greg left it was just natural for Willie to just slide on in there and fill that spot. Right. So he just slid on in, right? It wasn't like no audition or anything like that. Right. In your book, you said, uh, Willie reminded you of an octopus sometimes. Uh, <laughs> what did you mean by that? Like with his drumming? Yeah, because he, cause he was like, there wasn't a beat that he missed. You know, it was like he had mm. more than two arms because... He he never missed a beat. I saw Willie one time. This is a true story. We were playing, we were doing Release Yourself, and Willie mm-hmm. had on this jacket, and the song had started, and um, I saw Willie take his jacket off while playing Release Yourself and never miss a beat. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I mean about being an ox- octopus. <laughs> and by the way... <laughs> That's that doesn't even sound possible because that's a fast ass song. I mean, that's a that that's song doesn't exactly, have too many holes in it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and wow. I saw him do that. <laughs> oh man, I'm so no, glad no. we're doing this. Then I'm so glad we get to recognize all this stuff. This is a beautiful thing, man. Hey, let me ask you. Okay, so let me ask you. So we're um, when you guys would record, right? Say like the first Graham Central Station album. Did right. did did Larry play with Willie like to track? How did you guys did you guys record that way or uh you know what I'm saying? Did, did the bass and drums play yes, together? I know what you're saying. Yeah. No, we played everybody played together at the same so time. It's all live. Yeah. That is a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's, that's how you how do it. Did. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, but it can get uh the sessions can get real, real, real long doing it that way. But uh, when everything clicks just right, then it, it was all worth it. Why is it get? Why is it long that way? It's long that way because you have to play the song. Everybody is playing the song at the same time together. So if somebody mm-hmm. makes a mistake or is off, then we have to stop and start all over again. Right, I know time. what you mean. Yeah, right. I know what you yeah. mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did the vocals that way too. Everybody everybody was in the room. All the you know, when it was time to do vocals, we would all be in there together. And oh, wow. so it was a, You're kidding. That's yeah, cool. Except, I didn't know that. Well, yeah, except well, most of the time, uh, I'm yeah. talking about background vocals right now. No, I understand you. Yeah. Yeah, of course, we would do the lead vocals separately. But for the background vocals, we would all do those together. So they could get long, too, if somebody, you know, missed the note 
continuously. Mm-hmm. Somebody. That's fine. Not you, though, right? Of course not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. Um, this was at the, you guys recorded at the plant, right? In Sausalito? We recorded at the plant. We recorded um, at uh, Wally Hyder's. That was in Sa San Francisco, I believe. Right? Was there Wally? Does anybody know? Was there oh, Wally Hyder's in San Francisco? On Hyde Street? There was a Wally. I forget what street it was on, but it was yeah, called yeah. Wally Hyder. Yeah, I know what you're okay. talking about. So, okay, so we went there a lot, Wally Hyder's. Uh, and then Sausalito, the record plant. And there mm -hmm. was one more. There was one more. I can't think of right this minute. Maybe somewhere in Berkeley? Mm, maybe. Maybe somewhere that's, in Berkeley. Yeah, that's all right. I don't me. know. But I know I know people that do know. So now I'm going to have mm -hmm. to go call somebody and ask them. <laughs> <laughs> And also, uh, knows. I'll call Herschel and ask him. And by the way, I want to make sure we don't forget to call out that Willie, uh, Willie was a vet. He was a veteran, right, in the Army. And yeah, he was in the Army. And I want to make sure we recognize that, too. Uh, right. Yo, uh, Jay Stone, thanks for, yeah. uh, uh, thanks for calling in, man. I know you're... Uh, I know you're on the run. We put this together uh, last minute because we heard what happened to Willie. And uh, we look forward. The three of us are going to talk when Chocolate does her own episode on July 1st. Uh, Most definitely. Who, who, by the way, uh, who are we going to talk to next, uh, Jay Stone? Let's tell we're going to. We're going to talk to Ray White. Ray White was in Willie formed a, when he left Grand Central Station, he formed a group called the Wild Bunch. And mm -hmm. uh, Ray was in the Wild Bunch, like when it first got started, I believe. Man. Uh, and his instrument is the guitar? His instrument is the guitar. And then uh, he went on to play with Frank Zappa for Oh, that's years. right. Wow. He played with Zappa for years and years and years. And a lot of people might think that's random. But a lot of Funketeers played in Zappa. Actually, Glenn Goyne sang with Zappa. Uh, so that's amazing. Oh, really? so, yeah. And so, oh, anyway, so he came up with Willie, right? That's why we're going to talk to him. He's going to give us our memories no, of Willie. No, I don't think I don't think he came up with Willie. I'm not oh. sure. I don't think he was raised with Willie. However, oh, my bad. What I am what I am sure of is that he was. He might have. I'm just not positive, but about that part. But I do know that he was one of the in one of the first versions, because there were many versions of the Wild Bunch. Got it. All right. Well, tell you what, let's call him and find out. How about that? <laughs> okay, so how, so, so how do we do this? Uh, just hold on, stand by. In the meantime, we're gonna listen to a little bit of Willie Wilde playing the drums. This is the song that he took his shirt off in the middle of, uh, or his jacket. Was his jacket or his shirt? I already forgot. <laughs> it was his jacket. He was hot. Okay. That's why he took his jacket off. So if you want to hear why I was amazed by that little factoid, let's listen to a little bit of Release Yourself, the title track from the album, Release Yourself, featuring <laughs> Willie Wild Sparks. Jay, we'll talk to you later, all right? Yeah. Hi, Jay. Right all right, peace out, man. Talk to you later. Yeah.
Ray. So, as you know, we are um, doing this in tribute to our brother, Willie Wild Spark. And so, I contacted you because I know that you and Willie went way, way back. And so, what we're going to start with first is, um, can you just tell us how you met Willie? How did that go? Well, um, I was up at um, Freddie's house, you know, Freddie Stewart's house. And mm-hmm. uh, and Willie was there, and he I think knew Archie, and uh, somehow another, we just, now Archie Archie is your brother, right? No, Archie White is not my brother, uh, but he's my brother. Oh, you know? okay, okay, okay. But anyway, so um, one thing led to another. Uh, months later, maybe a year later, we were looking for a drummer for for the band I had up there, and Willie was was open, and um, so we snatched him up, you know, and. Um, it was a fortuitous moment, you know, just a man with a, so, the dream, you know. What year are we so talking, Ray? Oh, <laughs> uh, this had to be like 1971. Oh, uh-huh. 71, 72, right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was around the time Willie left. So when you say you were looking for a band, I mean, for a drummer for the band, what band was this? 
Uh, that was just, uh, it was Deja Vu. It was, um, uh, we had changed the name twice. It was Deja Vu, then it was Blue Smoke, B-L-E-W. Uh, Blue Smoke, yeah. <laughs> you know you know about that in those days. I was addicted. <laughs> I was tired-eyed, and I saw God a number of times. But anyway, <laughs> you know, but anyway um, and that band was, we were doing clubs and stuff like that, you know. And um, Okay. So, Ray, I thought that you uh, were raised in the Bay Area, but you weren't, or were you? No, I wasn't. I, I was born in Michigan. I lived on a farm. Oh, okay. I lived on a farm until I was like nine. Then we moved to Illinois and um, went to the school there and went to high school, graduated, went to the Air Force, went to Italy for four years and wow. came, back, came back home. And you know how it is, you can never go home again. Everything's too small. Everything looks, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, one day I got this um, wild idea. Jumped on a plane and uh, with a with one silver dollar and my guitar. Go <laughs> to San Francisco. Well, you know when you're twenty. Oh, okay. So did you know anybody in San Francisco? Uh, oh, yeah, I knew. A, I knew a very. Um, how can I put it? Uh, I'm trying to be cool here. Uh, I knew a woman that proved to be uh, sort of unbalanced. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I moved in with her, and and then uh, I moved out because uh, <laughs> I'm not into drama like that. <laughs> so, okay. You know, it's like, it's like okay. I did the Maury Povich show before the Maury Povich show. <laughs> 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 I am not anything to you. Go away, please. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I couldn't remember whether or not you were actually, you know, raised in the Bay Area. No. Okay, so... This is how you met Willie, because he, you, your band, Deja Vu, Deja Vu, needed a drummer. So yeah. um, you recruited Willie, and so then what happened from there? Well, we, we played for a while, and then there's, you know how it is with bands, you, you're, you're in love and then you're not, you know? Yep, mm -hmm. I know exactly. So, you know, drama, drama, drama. Mm -hmm. And I think I was older, you know, by, I don't know, a couple of years anyway. So then everybody else in this, like, I was not really ready for all that. It's like, done that, you know, been there, done that. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. sort, of, sort of, you know, sort of disbanded and uh, then, then reconfigured in another configuration. And, but it was no, it wasn't any craziness. It was just, you know, ideologies and stuff, you know? So, okay. Right. So, so now you were, and this is where I met you. Um, in the Wild Bunch, you yeah. were in uh, Willie's group. He had several versions of the Wild Bunch, yeah. but I think you were—I think you were in maybe the original version. Yeah. Hey, can okay. I ask you guys? So, can I ask? Can I ask both you guys? What kind of music was the Wild Bunch? Can you describe like what kind of stuff were you playing? The way Willie described it was, <laughs> excuse me. Space Cowboys. <laughs> okay. Okay. It was it was funk, but not funk. It was funk rock. Uh, right. Messages, you know, and it was saying something in the days when people actually, I don't know, spoke to what was happening around them. You know. Mm hmm. So, um, who was in that original band? I think it was me, Archie White, Willie, Jimmy McKinney. Um, Jimmy McKinney. Mm hmm. Deborah Deborah Love. Uh, David Stallings, another good friend who's gone on. And who else is there? Okay. Uh, who was on bass? I'm trying to think. Was it Rusty or? Oh, God. oh, Rusty was in that? I'm trying to think. It was Rusty or? 
I think it was Rusty. I'm not sure who the bass player was. Uh, yeah, I think it, yeah, it was Rusty. Cool. Yeah, I think it was Rusty too. But so, but we're gonna be talking to him after we finish talking to you. Yeah. But I, I know that Rusty was in the band, but I was just trying to find out who were the original members. So Rusty was an, an original member also. He was, yeah. Okay, and so I remember when I joined because you know I was there briefly. Do you remember that? Yes. Oh, also, Gail Muldrow was in that band. Oh, Gail Muldrow, yeah. Oh, she was. Yes, she was. Oh, okay. I did not even know that. That was, oh, yeah, a she was. so. So what were what were the? Uh, I remember uh, one a couple of the songs. One was called "Life Is a Game," yep. and the other one was called "Been on My Back Too Long." Walking. And I had a tape of a gig, and I looked all over for it, and I could not find it. But I remember uh, those two songs. Yeah, I know. I'm, 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 I'm walking with the devil. I'm a yeah. Oh yeah, walking with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that, that tape? He, dedicated, he yeah, said he dedicated you. that song to Willie. Said he dedicated "Walking with the Devil" to Larry. That was not a subliminal. That was not a subliminal. That wasn't a subliminal. He said that. So now, um, when I was when I was with the uh, with the Wild Bunch, we were in Canada. So, what were some of you guys? What was the first gigs that you guys did together? Do you remember? Uh, I'm not sure. There was a club in San Francisco where everybody used to play. I can't remember the name of that place. Uh, mm -hmm. But I know we played Oil Can Harry's. I think it was in Canada. And, mm -hmm. uh, right. I think it was Oil Can. Because that's where I went. So, yeah. how long were you in the Wild Bunch? Uh, it was only a few months because um, um, at that point, and you'll remember this, we were up at the house in San Rafael, and I got a call. Right at Eddie's house. Yeah, and I got a yeah, and I got a call, and it was Bianca, Lady Bianca, and so she asked me. Um, that was the point when I left because I had an audition with Frank Zappa. I didn't who I didn't know I didn't know who he was. So it was right. That was fortuitous, not knowing. You know, ignorance, ignorance <laughs> is. <laughs> uh -huh. that was and so that, that, you you remained you remained with Zappa for how many years? Forever, from uh, nineteen seventy six through seventy seven, and that spring he changed the band up, and then I I just went home, and uh, then he called me and asked me what, what was I doing? I was doing the Walter Hawkins, ooh, Walter Hawkins, Edmund Hawkins for the Love Alive album with Tower of Power and Maurice White and Philip Bailey. And uh -huh. uh, wow. I told him I couldn't come down. I said, I'm, I am I have to keep my word. And he said, can you come down on the weekends? And I said, Something's up. So I flew down to 1980 and got back in the band till 85. You got to oh, be able right. to play with the, You got to play to play with Zappa, man. You must be good at that guitar. No, I, I sang yeah. mostly, but I sang mostly and rhythms are no problem, but I have ears. I've always played by ear, so. Mm -hmm. You hear it and you do it, you know. Right. Yeah. Ray Ray is an awesome guitar player and he has a beautiful voice. As a matter of fact, Ray and I wrote a song together. Uh, <laughs> called called Questions. We wrote a song called Questions. Mm -hmm. And it's on the only album I ever almost put out. Uh it's called She's Back and Ready. So now, but back to Willie. That was a little historical. Uh, tidbit right there, right there. <laughs> okay. But now, 
what is one, uh, Ray, what is one of your, I know there were a lot of them, but do you have a memory that sticks out more than any other ones uh, while dealing with our brother, uh, Willie? Okay. Good question. There are actually two really good ones. We were in, uh, okay. I, think okay. was, I think it was Canada. Was it Canada? Uh, no, no, I think it was Santa Cruz. It was Santa Cruz. Boardwalk. And we got on the roller coaster. And the roller coaster. <laughs> okay. And the roller coaster's going up. <laughs> and Willie, <laughs> Willie had his wig on. <laughs> and, <laughs> and when the roller coaster went, hit that first hill, went down, the wig popped off. He, he was holding the rail with one hand and the wig with the other. I was laughing so hard I missed the whole ride. <laughs> but one more thing, uh, when I was doing Zappa, when I was playing with Frank, we, we were doing the album, and I did a shout out to Willie. You remember that thing he used to do, that that cowboy? Uh, hey, hey, uh, he, that thing? I did it, I did it I on one I sort of remember that. Yeah, I did that on Frank's uh, one of Frank's albums in, in oh. uh, what four part harmony. <laughs> what album? Oh. What album? I, I was trying to remember that before you called. Oh, uh, when I, I got to look, album, you know. But it, it was a uh, I had a shout out, you know. Let us know, man. That's cool. Um, we'll do. It was, it was uh, that is cool. I can't wait to hear that. I oh, know that's I, awesome. When that's I did big that, man, when I did that, Frank just fell out of the chair. <laughs> I told him where it came from. I said, "Dude, this is one of my favorite lines of all time." It's from Willie Wild. Let's hear it again. Do it one more time. Yeah, one more time. Like that. He said, "You're in the middle of a song. He'd, go, he'd do that things like a yodel. Almost could be um, coming out of the projects wearing a cowboy outfit." <laughs> <laughs> I long to yodel. But, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you know what, though? You know, Willie, though, he could sing. He could sing. Yeah. And yeah. he had his own little style. He had yeah. his own little style. Yeah, he, he could right. sing. Yeah. So, um, well, I think, I know you have other things that you have to do. So I think that I've just about asked everything I want to know. Ace, do you have anything that you uh, want to ask, Ray? Yeah, man. I just want to ask, what was it like playing with Frank as far as a rehearsal? I just want to know that. Um, well, it was. To, it was. Yeah. It was like rehearsals should be. Like most guys don't get it. You rehearse. Uh -huh. You 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 practice your parts at home. Then you mm -hmm. go to rehearsal, stitch it, any little little wiggles, and you know, iron it out. Go back home, do it again, yeah. come back. But it was like eight hours a day. Six days a week, five weeks. At I love of, it, man. At the end of that time, man, every segue was there. Everything, every nuance was in your head. He could twist his hair. We knew that we were playing the black page. We knew that when he twisted his hair, it meant reggae. And we, we would go. Oh. So we would change the whole, uh, uh, you know, idea of the song, you know. But it was, it was an education because it was really, he was a taskmaster. Mm -hmm. You learn so much. You know, you never know how much you learn until you're not in it. Then you look That's back. A, wow, you, know, you never know how much you learn until you're not in it. I heard that. You know what I'm saying? So, and we were going to, we're doing the Zappa thing right now. The, we just did the hologram show last year. And we're doing. Um, oh, you did the hologram show? How was that? Yeah. No, no, no. The, uh, the one before Frank. Yeah, last, last year, Amit did it. Amit Zappa. Oh, the Amit. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, and it was tremendous. I couldn't see it because I was in it. Right. We, we were supposed to be on the road right now opening for King Crimson. And wow. we, Mike, me, Mike Keneally, Scott Toons. Uh, yeah, Scott Toons. Yeah, I know him. Um, wow. Robert Martin. Wow. See, Mike Keneally, I said. Yeah, Mike Keneally. And it was... It was, uh, it was a tight band. Oh, yeah, and, and Jamie Kime just joined, so we were getting ready to really kick. Oh, my God. Favorite guitarist on earth. My goodness, you play with some serious cats. And well, just, we're going back out. It's been rescheduled for next spring, so. Gotcha. Yeah, you, obviously, you can't go out now, right? Oh, I, they, they could go out, but I love life. <laughs> Without you, huh, Ray, you're not going out. <laughs> you know what? A baby, but you know what I mean. Uh, I love life, I love music, but breathing, as it says in the movie, breathing good, breathing good, not breathing <laughs> bad. <laughs> okay. It's, it's very well, simple. And just you, to review, just to review, man, you said that uh, Willie's wig flew off on a roller coaster. It popped off at the, when it hit the first rise when it goes down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight down, his wig popped off. His hand went back, grabbed the wig. The wig is trailing behind, and his other hand's <laughs> on the wheel. And I'm laughing so hard. I didn't, I didn't, even see, I didn't even feel the ride. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> well, oh, that's chocolate, beautiful. Chocolate, I'm gonna ask you a question. Go I've got, yeah, I've got 98 or 100 albums here. I just released one in September, but I want to know if you'd be interested in doing something with me? Now, Ray, you already know. Oh, we have it's an exclusive. We have an exclusive. It's a done deal. You know, wow. Whatever it is, so it's sweet. a done deal. That would be so sweet. It's hard to find people that can really sing. You know what I'm saying? You know. Well, wow. Thank you. Well, thank you. When people put their fingers in the air. Whatever it is. <laughs> 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 can't hear the note. Go home. Go home. Get a let. Do something. Get out of here, though. <laughs> well, Ray, that is so sweet, and you have my number, and we will hook it up, my brother. Anything for you, anytime. Okay. What is your name again, young man? My name is Ace. His Ace name is Allen. Ace. Okay, Ace. I said, young man. My sound like my father. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, I like being called young man. Keep it up, man. Well, Willie, <laughs> Willie, rest in peace. We love you. We know you're home. You've already mm -hmm. solved the mystery. You know the mystery, and I'm, I'm sure that God accepted you into his loving arms because you did what you were given to do and to the best of your ability, and you just left too soon, you know? My goodness, yeah. that's perfect, perfect, Ray. That's beautiful. Love you guys. Thank you. Love you too, man. Okay, Ray, thank you so much. I appreciate it so much, and I'll, and I'll be talking to you soon, okay? Love you and, back. And okay? you guys taught me how to use Zoom correctly. Thank you. Hey! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> was, was it the mothers of invention? You know? You know oh, my necessity. God. Okay. Necessity. Yeah, you know? So anyway, see you guys. Okay, Ray, thank you. Bye-bye. Right on. Peace, Bye -bye. man. Peace. And be safe. You too. You too. You too. Oh, uh, that was a cool conversation, Chocolate. So that did, that was pretty good. That was great. And in the meantime, Chocolate, we're going to listen to, um, actually, Willie played on a Sly in the Family Stone song, didn't he? He played on a Sly in the Family Stone song. Uh, yeah, Lee Lee. Lee. Yeah, let's listen Lee to Lee Lola. Lola. Lee Lola. Lee Lola. Yeah. Lola. yeah, let's listen to that. <laughs> different thrills, different thrills. Lee Lola. Lee Lola. 
different thrills, different days for different ways, different freaks for different weeks. If you just spent your last dollar and it didn't make sense or sense, only if you just wanted to follow and you're running out of presidents, sing. What do you have going on as far as um, the memorial that you're giving for Billy? Well, uh, right now, um, well, once I got the news, uh, I, uh, if I can just sidetrack real quick, uh, yeah, Jerry, mm-hmm. Mar- Jerry, Jerry Martini had. Uh, I was I just happened to be scrolling on Facebook, and I came across the Family Stone Nation page, and uh, Jerry Martini had posted that uh, Eddie Lanier. You might want to. Make mention that Willie Wild Sparks passed away, and as soon as I saw that, oh. I was like, I was like, what? And so I, just, I, I immediately sprang into action, Ace, and I called the coroner, and mm-hmm. found out, found out, and everything, and found out how long he had been there and anything. It was anyway. So, make a long story short, I uh, called my management uh, people back in New Jersey, B. Chris Freeman, mm-hmm. and uh, and Jan Grenier, and told them what had happened, and. Uh, how I just could not just sit by and watch him uh, 
you know, basically be thrown away by the county in in, mm-hmm. in obscurity without honoring this man because me and him have a lot of history together. So we put a, mm-hmm. together the the uh, the uh, GoFundMe account for Willie Sparks uh, uh, kind of burial fund, you might say, and uh, uh, we've reached right. our goal. We've reached our goal. Oh, you did. Okay, so- I, I, great. Go ahead. So when yeah, do you we, plan on, when do you think it's going to actually happen? The, so is it going to be like a, a in a chapel? Like what are the, you know what I'm saying? How will people mm-hmm. be able to come? Like, do you know all those details yet? Well, I, um, not really. I, uh, it would be my, um, it would be my wish to have him, uh, you know, memorialized in a physical chapel, you know, uh, with, you right. know, the wreaths and pictures and the whole thing, but uh, right. I'm, I'm not sure how uh, that's going to happen. Uh, at this point, I think it's going to be a Zoom memorial. Uh, Pastor Fred mm-hmm. Stewart, Freddie Stone, should be eulogizing Willie, and I think he... Uh, Freddie Stone's going to eulogize, really, uh, Rusty. Freddie Stone's yeah. going to do it? Uh, yeah, that's, that's beautiful. From what, from what I understand, but he doesn't want to expose himself or anyone to the COVID-19 thing, which is why we're not actually doing it at his church and it'll probably be Zoomed, so. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, that's better than nothing. I just want to make sure that my friend is memorialized and he's like honored and, uh, you know, uh, leave, you know, when he left this earth, he left, a, you know, he left a serious big footprint as far as his style of drumming and stuff. And, he, and I wanted to make sure that he uh, was acknowledged. Exactly. We were trying to figure out we were trying to figure out earlier if you're an original member of the Wild Bunch. Were you the first bass player for the Wild Bunch? Oh yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, even before the Wild Bunch had happened, uh, Willie Sparks, uh, David Stallings, who's passed away, uh, guitarist, and myself, uh, we roamed the Oakland Hills. <laughs> okay, like wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute, Rusty. Wait, 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 Rusty. Wait, don't <laughs> go into that right now, because I'm going to uh, I'm gonna find all that out in a minute. But before okay. we start into that. Before we started with that, I just want to say that is the reason why uh, what you just said about Willie being acknowledged because of the great musician that he was and because he was in Grand Central Station, which I could not personally, I could not let, uh, I feel the same way that you feel about it. I yeah. couldn't let Willie's passing just, Man. you know, just go by without being acknowledged. Mm-hmm. So it's like Definitely. I approached. I approached Ace and asked him if he would please, you know, help me out by doing this uh, podcast for Willie so that we can acknowledge Willie. And he was so gracious. He and his team were so gracious. Jay Stone, the Funkonauts, um, could let let me do this. And so that's the reason why we're doing this today, so that we can Mm -hmm. make sure, you know, I'm doing this uh, because I felt like Willie was a brother of mine and because of the legacy of Graham Central Station. It's like somebody in Graham Central Station has to do something. So yeah, I guess it's gonna be me. So that's I guess, yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. You know, <laughs> my, my, first of all, you know, you got, you know, you got the right man. I mean, his name isn't Ace for nothing. I mean, you know, you got the right guy. <laughs> on, on I know, the case, but, I know. But, and, and my, my, my second thing, and my, and my second feeling is like, where's Larry? I mean, you know, Patrice, I mean, it's, it's, you're, you know, you're just as strong a representative of Grand Central Station as Larry is as far as I'm concerned, but, but, you know, that's another story, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but, but, you exactly. know, your frame of mind, 
your frame of mind is absolutely right, man, and on point, man. I, I, you and I, myself and other people couldn't just watch him just like be thrown away and burnt up and his ashes cast in San Francisco Bay like he was nothing, man. I mean, exactly. you know, he, you know, he kind of, he was kind of like the vanguard of, you know, bringing funk to rock and rock to funk and everything. If you listen to Buddy Miles, uh, right, and, and 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 how he played with Hendrix. I mean, you know, the drummers yeah. from the fifties and the sixties, man, they were like, they were like doing a, a drum fill every two bars and everything. And Willie was like, right. man, later, later for that, check this out. I'm gonna mm-hmm. play on the two and the two and the four, and just change the whole game. Right. Okay. Well. Okay. Okay, Rusty. Okay. So now let's start from the beginning. How did you and Willie meet? Well, what happened was a funny story too. I remember I was, uh, uh, I think I just uh, graduated early out of high school and uh, I was at home um, uh, at my mom's house on 108th Avenue and Breed Avenue in Oakland, uh, which is a block over from Herschel Kennedy, Herschel Happiness, who was on 109th Avenue and Breed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh-huh, and Willie and David Stallings came to my house one night and Willie was like, man, we want you in the band, man. We want you in the band. I'm like, what? He's like, <laughs> yes. So I'm like, okay, you know, we're young and we're, you know, energetic and, you know, got a lot of zeal and ready to do something. So next thing I knew, you know, we had this little power trio. Willie was staying up at Freddie's house at that point. And, you know, we started calling ourselves Wagtail. You know, Willie had these (laughs) wild ideas about band names and everything. So we call ourselves (laughs) Wagtail, right? Wagtail? (laughs) Wagtail. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and and so uh, that parlay. Uh, well, we got to play behind little sister. You know, Freddie was up there, kind of like you know, right. nurturing and you know, producing the whole thing. We started touring with little sister, and then okay. Freddie said, "You got Freddie says you guys need a new name. I'm gonna call you guys Lighthouse for the Blind, right?" So that we became mm-hmm. Lighthouse for the Blind. Oh, that was Lighthouse for the Blind. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, yeah, that was Lighthouse for the Blind, and at, okay. I think her. I think Herschel played with us at some point too, but but initially it was really the three of us all the time uh, behind mm-hmm. Little Sister. And then after Lighthouse for the Blind, uh, I, I I went with Sly, uh, mm-hmm. Willie went with Larry, yep. and, and then uh, after those stints, we came back together again. And that's when Willie, uh, I was living in LA at the time when Willie called me he says, man, we putting another band together, man. I said, I'm not leaving LA unless you guys give me an apartment, give me a car, boom, boom, boom. And they did all of that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, so Rusty, so Rusty, let yeah. so, so you did not go to school with them. Oh, uh, no, I went to, well, I was at Castlemont High School, but I was uh, uh, a year or so earlier than, and, um, then Willie, I think Jimmy went up. To, well, Jimmy wasn't uh, as far as far as a lighthouse for the blind. Jimmy wasn't in the band, but but as far as Willie and the Wild Bunch, I went to Castleman. I just graduated earlier because I, I took a oh. GED and got out of school. Yeah. So, oh, but uh, okay, yeah, they were okay, they, okay. they were from Elmhurst. They were from Elmhurst Junior High. Then they went on to Castleman. Okay. So then, when Willie said, when you asked for all the things that you asked for, and trust me, I don't blame you. So right. where did you go? Where did they get you all that stuff? The apartment in the car? Where was that? Yeah, well, who was backing him? Uh, Eddie Wright. Eddie Wright was backing. Uh, he was managing uh, uh, kind of Willie's career. And uh, 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 Chocolate knows who Eddie Wright is. And uh, uh, I we'll was be talking out, to him soon. Yes, I was. I yeah. stayed out. I stayed out near Daly City in Saramonte, uh, Patrice, and uh, we would uh, 
uh, drive into San Francisco to rehearse. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, but, and then but, this was the Wild Bunch, right? This was the Wild Bunch. Yes. This was like okay. a, I would say I would say seventy. Wow, seventy five, maybe seventy five. Yeah, because I went with Trower in seventy six. So this was around late seventy four, early seventy five. Got it. Okay. So um, who, because we just, we just spoke to Ray. We just interviewed Ray White before mm-hmm. you. And so I just want to just double check on who the original members of the Wild Bunch were. Okay. It was, uh, it was Willie, uh, myself, David Stallings was on guitar. Ray White was on guitar. Archie White was on keys. Jimmy McKinney was on keys. And for a while, uh, Deborah Lewis was singing, uh, uh, singing with us. Uh, she went on to, yeah, she was doing vocals. She uh, went on to do some things. I think she was calling herself Fizzy Quick or some. She, and, but that's another story. Uh, but yeah, those mm-hmm. were the original cats. So what about? Because gotcha. uh, Ray said he thought that Gail was there for a minute. Yeah, Gail. Gail was there for a minute. She came a little later, um, and then eventually. We didn't have any females. It was all, there were six guys. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that worked out, that worked out very well. I mean, uh, Ray, Ray White was an excellent vocalist. I mean, you know, there were times when- Yeah, Ray had, Ray could sing. Yeah, he could sing. I mean, and there was like mm-hmm. a point in our, I, there was a point in our show where Ray would, you know, take the stage all by himself and sing a beautiful ballad with an acoustic guitar. And then we, you know, reconvene. Wow. And, you know, yeah, it was it was it was good. It was good. Mhm. And so, as we know, I think that when I joined, I did a little short stint with the Wild Bunch. But I don't think you were in the Wild Bunch when I was in it, were you? No, I wasn't. I was gone. I think uh, either I, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, uh, I was with Robin Troward by that point because we were up in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, uh, working up there at Oil Can Harry's and some other places, and uh, right. I got the call. I got the call uh, for the Robin Char audition, so I flew down that morning out of Vancouver and went mm-hmm. to some sound stage in L.A. and then flew back and did the gig in Canada that night. So, and then the next uh, week or so, I was gone. So I think I was gone before you got there, Chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were gone because do you know who took your place? I'm not sure. Uh, maybe um, uh, Ron Cannoli's brother. Uh, can't think of his first name right now, but I'm not sure. Okay, because I was trying to remember, because I was telling Eddie, I said, Eddie, I don't remember Rusty being there. If he was there, I would have remembered. So now that we have that straight. Okay, so now mm-hmm. what I want to know next is, do you have any I know that there are many because you've been dealing with Willie for a long time, but can you just give us maybe a couple of some of the the memories that stand out most regarding you and Willie? And I know that's asking a lot, but if you could just, <laughs> you know, well, come up with one or two. <laughs> well, uh, um, this one's kind of funny. We were, we were, again, we were up in Vancouver, Canada and uh, we were doing a gig and, uh, uh, we were on the last song. I think we were playing Bump, maybe Bump, <laughs> something. And, mm-hmm. and, and and Willie would like to get on the bass. So, you know, you know, we do a little breakdown and Willie would get on the bass and I'd get on the drums, right? And I love oh, really? drumming. Yeah, and I love drumming. So nice. I, I, I start, I, you know, I start grooving and everything. And so Willie would uh-huh. be like, 
he'd be like finished. He was he'd be done. It's like he wanted to get back on the drum kit, and I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm not getting that. <laughs> give me those sticks back. <laughs> and, 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 and he give me this look, uh, Patrice. You know that Willie Sparks look? How he'll just like kind of okay. cut his eyes at you. <laughs> uh, but that was but that was one. But you know, uh, just a lot of memories, man. I, you know, some of the fondest memories are just. Me and him and David walking around the Oakland Hills, man, and just, you mm. know, taking taking pictures, man, and hanging out at parks, man. We were like, we were like brothers, you know. It was, it was exactly. Pretty, we were really so, tight, let's yeah. see, did you guys, did you guys, was funk music always the music that you were into and was motivated by or like starting out? You know what I'm saying? Was it, was yeah, it yeah, funk I'm, music? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was fun because because uh, Willie was definitely into a uh, slide at that point. I mean, he was mm-hmm. you know really really into slide. But then Willie also had a rock side to him, and we would right. you know we would be checking out bands like Grand Funk Railroad and Mountain, and you okay. know Crosby Stills and Nash and all that stuff. Willie had all that in him. And but Trees, I'm gonna ask you this now. Do you remember when we were over at Fantasy Studios with Larry Baptiste? You were there, and Willie wrote a song called "When You Need a Friend." Do you remember that? Of course, we recorded that song, but Willie wrote that song. Willie wrote that song. I thought Barry Baptiste and Clay Tobin wrote that song. Willie Uh-oh. wrote that song. Okay, well, you know what? I have the song. I have a cassette of it. I think we did you a do? session. We did, yeah, we did. But you know, I have to look for it, Ace. But we did three <laughs> songs. <laughs> We did that was a collab. That was a collab. That was a collaboration between Willie, Larry, and Clay Tobin. That okay. was my understanding I, on it. Yeah. Okay, I did not remember that. Because Willie even gave me the bass line. You know, I, I remember I started playing the bass line. He was like, "Yeah, Rush, that's cool, but man, just you know, no, simple, simple, simple." And right. and, uh-huh. and I took it and I took his advice and it just laid beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. Drummers yeah, usually that was- say that. Hmm. Yeah, we did. We had this group called the Magic Music Box. That takes me back, back, back. So uh-huh. let me ask you something else, um, Rusty. Did you know anything about uh, have any details about uh, Willie's military career? Good question. You know, I was I was shocked to find out that he was in the military at all. Because, <laughs> because, right, because we were we were so young, and I'm like, when did that happen? But but uh, yeah, from what I understand, he had some military uh, affiliation, and which is why, you know, me and Craig, we were trying to, and Jan too, we were trying to contact, uh, you know, any military establishment. I think he was right. in the army, but we needed. Yeah, he was in the army. He was in okay. the army. Herschel, Herschel told me that he was in the army, and okay, I told but we, that he was in the army. You weren't yeah, successful. We, no, we needed his military ID or social security number so the uh, God, army could damn. search their archives. And and if found, you know, it would have been so beautiful, man. They would have sent a flag and, you know, folded a flag and gave him some military honors, man. I mean, he deserves all of that, you know what I'm saying? But Rusty, right. okay, Rusty, what about, so you were in touch with the coroner, right, and the morgue and stuff? Right, right. So what about he, getting his social digits that way? They can't release that or something? I'm not sure about that. Uh, Chris kind of like handling all the legal paperwork. Okay. Uh, I'm just waiting okay. for instructions where I can physically go and make sure that all the paperwork's signed and everything and uh, right. take it to the next phase. Okay, because that okay. would be important, man, to get that done. Man, that'd be right. so great, man. I mean, to see Willie, you know, 
uh, get some military honors, man. I just, yeah. I just love to do so much, man. And I just would like to see uh, as much positive go down right. uh, in this memorial as possible because, you know, everybody's got a past and everybody's done some stuff, man. I, you know, I got 16 years of sobriety myself, man. And really just wasn't you. able to, he just wasn't able to shake it, man. But man, the, but the dude's heart and his drive and his feel and his funk, man, uh, was unprecedented. And I, and that deserves, uh, you know, that deserves some, some kudos as far as I'm concerned. Right on. Yeah. Right. It on. actually does. You're right about that. So is there anything that you want to say, um, you know, on your way out of, the, you know, imparting about uh, just that, just that, you know, whoever, you know, um, you know, we can always use more funding for Willie, you know, uh, uh, when we actually do the, uh, the Zoom meeting, right. I, I would like to see a nice floral wreath and, and with his right. pictures on there. We were we were talking about doing brochures and stuff. If we could have got a physical meeting, but you know, as you know, uh, I just want to remember Willie uh, in the fondest way possible. I Man, I really love the cat and uh, uh, and any, anyone that's you know willing to still you know donate towards you know uh, his his burial. Man, uh, we welcome that. Yeah, okay. that's a beautiful thing, man. So is it Willie? It's Willie Sparks Memorial and GoFundMe. How can we find that so we could donate? Uh, uh, you go to uh, Mother's Funky and Elsewhere. Uh, okay. It's a, yeah, it's a page on there and uh, it'll be a nice picture of Willie. Uh, I think uh, Patrice and uh, Stoso uh, came up with a beautiful uh, flyer of Willie and uh, yeah. all, the, all the information is in the link. Mother's Funky and Elsewhere. Yeah. Rusty, okay. um, now chocolate, I don't even know if you know this, but Rusty is the father of Aced Out Podcast. He's our very first guest. He gave birth to my whole show. I did? <laughs> I didn't know yeah, that. You sure did, man. And let wow. me tell you, he's all, I did? <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, man. I owe you a lot, Rusty, and I wanted to have you back on under different circumstances. You know, it's, but yes. I'm glad to hear your voice again, man. And I just got to ask you one last question. Yes, sir. How are you handling? I know you like to get your guns tight in the gym, man. You like to keep you like to keep, uh, you know, in shape. Are you are you going nuts with this coronavirus? What's how's your gym time? these man, days? I'm going so crazy. Ace, man, I'm hurting. Man. I'm hurting everywhere, man. I, I can't wait for the gyms to open back up. I'm, you know, it's not the same, man. I need machines. I need I thought pools. about that. I need steam baths, man. I need all that. <laughs> Thanks for asking, though. I'm dealing with it, but it's not easy. It's not easy, Ace. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought about that when I thought we we're going to call you. I wonder how Rusty's doing with, like, you know, keeping fit and stuff. You're probably going nuts, right? <laughs> man, man, I can't wait, man. I think, as a matter of fact, In Shape City just opened back up, and I'm, I'm trying, you know, we got to make appointments now, but uh, I'm hooking up my appointment <laughs> for this week. Oh, is that how you do it? You make yeah, an you appointment? Make, yeah, you got to make appointments now because they're trying to, like, not have uh, the club so full right now, and you know, Got a lot it. of people don't want to go, but man, I'm ready to swim. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, we're going to get somebody else on the phone, man. I hope to talk to you again soon. And, uh, thank you so much. Man, it's my pleasure. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You already know that. You know how much I yes. appreciate you. And um, yeah, we're doing, we in this together, my brother. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, if you guys ever need me for anything else, just let me know. Of course. Okay. Likewise. All right. Love you. All right. Love you guys too. Peace out. All right, man. Okay. Peace out. All right, man. So, uh,
By the way, that was a great talk, Chocolate. That was great. Yeah. Let's listen to a little bit of It Ain't No Fun To Me. Okay, I'm gonna make a run to uh, the refrigerator right quick. All right, go. You know what? Okay. Walk to. You can walk to the refrigerator if you want. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
Sounds like the perfect guy to talk to. All right, here we go. Yep. I wanted to know what radio station this was because people have been calling me asking me how could they hear it. So this is you not know? a radio station. This isn't a radio oh, station. Okay. This is this is a, a gonna be over the um over the internet. This brother okay. that's talking to you, Eddie, his name is Ace Allen, and this is Hi, his Eddie. show. This is his show, okay? Ace, Ace Allen? Yeah. yeah like how you Ace, doing, Eddie? Like like the Ace of Spades. Right, right. A C E, like Larry used to have in the right. back of the uh, in the back of the, the Cadillac. Oh exactly. yeah. <laughs> okay. So did so you have anything you want seven. to say to us? Oh. I'm, hold on a second, my brother. Hold on a second. I'm asking Ace if he has anything he wants to ask you first before we get started. Ace, you got yeah. anything? Okay. All I wanted to ask you is, I heard they used to call you Cold Bird. Yeah, I had two names. <laughs> what was the other one? Eddie Everything. <laughs> Eddie Everything? <laughs> yeah, because that's what I used to do. I used to, I, I used to have to do everything. Okay, such as? Well, uh, I role managed with the band, so mm -hmm. I, had to, I had to pick them up. I had to babysit. I had to cook. I, everything that, everything that uh, Willie, Herschel, and David needed. I, I was there to take. I was there mainly to take care of them because they were like you, nineteen. They were like youngsters. They never been on, never been on the road before. So they was. It was new to all them. Mm -hmm. Were you a good? So cook? that's why. As a matter of fact, I gave him that uh, that name, Eddie. Everything. That's what <laughs> I. He sure did. That's he right. sure did. And to answer hey, that question, he's a, he's a, wait a minute, Eddie. He's an excellent cook. Eddie, okay, cook. thank you. Yes, excellent cook. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, is that it, Ace? You want me to get started? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, Cold Bird, here we go. So, let's start at the beginning. Let's start at where, I mean, yeah, where and when you met Willie. Okay. I was, I was living on, like, 98th Avenue, right off the freeway. And we had just got this brand-new big house. We, had, we called it a big house. Dirty Ferg, uh, Funky Fields, Fast Eddie, all, you know, we had all these names and we gave parties all the time. So one day, Willie came by, he walked by the house and uh, he, he, he just started talking. And he said, man, my mom just put me out, Bob, I don't know where I'm going to go. I got my drums, I don't know where to take them. So in, in the course of us just talking, I told him, hey, man, well, you know, you could bring your drums over here. I like music, so you can set them up in the garage and maybe rehearse. So he, oh man, it took him about a half an hour to get back with his drum. He carried them. All the, all the drums he carried on his back. I don't even know how he did it. But he got mm -hmm. there and he set the drums up in the, in the garage. 
and he, he, you know, he played a little bit, and he was pretty good. He was real good. So mm-hmm. he asked me, could he asked, could he spend the night? Because his mom had put him out. So okay, yes, you can spend the night. He spent about two nights with him, played them drums all day, and every all the other people I was having for my roommates, they wanted to put him out. They was mad at me. Man, he can't <laughs> stay here. Robert, oh man. So uh, he finally went back home to his mom's house. And uh, then he started coming over to my house all the time, just inviting me to come to come to places. He had a little band called uh, Lighthouse for the Blind. Yeah, Lighthouse for the Blind. Right, we just and, talking uh, about them. And then so eventually he, he, he was telling me about Larry and blah, blah, blah. And he'd been going up there and practicing and he might be in the band or he might, so I might hire him, whoever. Mm-hmm. So then eventually, he started rehearsing with Larry. And, and so they invited me to come up. I met Larry. And, uh, you know, I, they were rehearsing every night. You remember, Patrice? Every night we they rehearsed. were rehearsing. We rehearsed every day, every single wow. day. And night. And night, yeah. I ain't never seen a band rehearse more than them. Go wow. ahead, Chris. Wow. Well, I was just going to say, usually what happened was the rehearsals turned into a party. But then that's another story. So go ahead. <laughs> So we uh, finally we got he got Natalie as his as his manager, and he started booking gigs. So we went uh, remember the orphanage that was one of our favorite places to play over in San Francisco, and uh, so eventually uh, they started going on the road, you know, longer longer distances from Oakland, and uh, so they they asked me if I wanted to be a road manager, and I'm like, well, I've never really done that before. I didn't know I really didn't know what it entailed, but. Right. Uh, I got real good on-the-job training. <laughs> yep. And so you're talking about with us, with Graham Central Station. Right? With, with Graham Central job. Station, right, right, right. Okay. So I road managed with them for like, what, five years, four or five years? Yeah, uh, I stayed like with them until, until Willie stopped working with When Willie left, I left. I mean, that's how close me and him had gotten. And, uh, right. It was, it was some other few little things. That, Patrice, right. you don't remember that plane ride? I think it was the last place we was going when Tina came. Larry, uh, yeah, but we're talking about Willie right now. But we're okay, talking about all right, all right. right now. Okay. All right, okay. I told you I was going to have so, so much to say. So when, <laughs> when, when Willie left, I'm going to start when Willie left. Well, wait a he minute. He left the band. On. Wait a okay. minute. Hold on. Okay. Okay. So now, going going on the road with Graham Simpson and Willie was, you know, Willie had finally made it. You knew, you knew him before I, I knew him because I didn't even know him until, uh, until he actually started coming. Because Larry and I were together until he actually started coming up there. Next thing I knew, Willie was uh, in the group after Greg and, and Neil Sean left. But um, so what did, what I'm interested in knowing is how... Did Willie change? Did you see any changes from him? Because you knew him like from when he was a boy. So how did he change from being that boy that you knew that got kicked out of his mama's house to being like uh, almost a star? Because, you know, Grand Central Station, we rose kind of quickly. So did you, what, uh, one specific, I know it was a lot, but what specific changes did you see in Willie? Well, Willie always carried himself because he knew Larry, he knew Sly, he knew Freddie. So he always carried himself like he always was a star to me. But the one thing I remember, Willie, Willie always needed some, got some help. 
mm-hmm. and anything. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, we we used to help him. I used to cut hair. I used to do hair. So I used to do his hair. Teenage, we used to take him shopping. He could really not do nothing on his own, but play the <laughs> hell out of them drums. And uh-huh. uh, he, he, I don't, I'm, I'm, hey, he still, what, last time I saw Willie, he was the same as he was when he was a little boy. So okay, to so me. You, so you didn't really, so to you, he basically was just the same Willie, right? No matter what. Yeah, he was, he was always that, that same little kid. And uh, and you know as he as he got more and more with Larry, more and more famous with Larry and him, okay, he got a little arrogant and then started wanting to do stuff on his own or mm-hmm. do stuff without nobody knowing about it, and that usually didn't work out. All okay. Willie's whole life. So um, I remember one one gig we did, and Willie had a fit. I don't I don't remember the details of it. But that's when uh, Larry was going to let him go. Was going to let him go. He turned over a table or something. You remember that, Pat? Uh, no, I don't remember that. But that doesn't mean uh-huh. it didn't happen because you know it's a lot of okay. stuff I don't remember. <laughs> well, that was that was like the next. That was like the next to the last or the last gig Willie did with with with, with Grand Central Station, and okay. we went on a break. We went on a break, and. Um, Nobody, Willie didn't come back. Natalie told me I, I wasn't coming back. Willie wasn't coming back. And that's when they hired Ted, Willie's brother, I think, wasn't it? I think Ted yeah. did play for a hot second. For a hot right. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I yeah, Willie's brother. For a hot, I had forgotten about that, but Ted's brother is also an awesome drummer who went on oh. to play with Natalie Cole. He went to play oh. on to play with Natalie Cole. So, but while we were looking for a drummer, I believe Ted came in and pinched hit for a minute until we found our next drummer, who was Emmanuel Kellogg. So let me ask you this, Eddie. So, tell let's talk about the Wild Bunch. Uh, so, <clears throat> I've talked to uh, Ray White. We talked to him first, then we talked to Rusty. So we've talked a little bit about the Wild Bunch already. So tell me some things that, like, okay. how did because you were there from the beginning. So how did it actually right. start? The Wild Bunch. Willie was at my house. I was living. Uh, I was living in Marin. I'd moved from Oakland to Marin, San Antonio. And Willie, mm-hmm. Willie actually was living with me. He kept, hey, wherever I went, Willie came. So we, we, I was a financial investor in Willie and the Wild Bunch when it first started. We went oh, to okay. LA and got rusty. David, Stop, David Stollins came automatically. We had to go there. We drove to LA and literally got rusty out of LA, brought him back. He and told it, us that, yeah. This, uh, yeah, and uh, so we, we started rehearsing. They started rehearsing over at my house in Marin. And uh, uh-huh. then we finally hooked up with Chuck Coke. You remember Chuck Coke? He was a promoter in, uh, down in, uh, oh, shit, some, some city down near San Jose. I think it was San Jose. And anyway, he got us a six-month road trip contract going to Canada. Uh-huh. We got Ray White. It was Ray White, Jimmy McKinney, David Stallings, Willie Wilde, and Rusty Allen. It was a five-piece band. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we did the six-month road trip, and, that, and then eventually Willie kept wanting to come home when we had Sunday and Monday off, right? He wanted mm-hmm. to come home every Saturday night and come back uh, Tuesday, Tuesday morning or, or late Monday morning. I mean, late Monday night. 
and we we worked we worked real good for about four months, and then everybody will. Rusty mainly got tired of Willie going every weekend. He really wanted to go home because he had bought a Seville and Cadillac Seville. Mm-hmm. He wanted to go home and drive his car. <laughs> <laughs> Miss that so, Cadillac. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one time Willie's mom co-signed for co-signed for the car, and she told him she wanted to get off of it. She had his car repossessed. Oh, oh that's broke his Oh that my broke God. his heart. That broke his heart. So after that, he was he, and that's around the time that the band either broke up or or I left the band. Patricia was telling me that you went to Canada. I think, matter of fact, you were there uh, the last week that I remember. I remember me so, uh, when I, so I came home and. Uh, Willie kind of helped me start a band. He he wasn't nobody was there. David Stalin wasn't working. Willie wasn't working. I would I was just there. So we started a band called. Uh, that's how that that's how Willie and the Wild Bunch got started, and, and it's uh, the life of it. it. Didn't last. It didn't last no song. We recorded three or four songs at the uh, at the record plant and at CBS Studio in San Francisco, and mm-hmm. Mallory. Mallory Earl still has all those tapes. So anyway, really? the band broke up, and we came and formed the band, uh, and it was called Sound Advice, out of Marin. Sound Advice. Okay, yeah. that's cute. I like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how long did that stay that? Well, Willie, Willie started not coming, not coming no more. So we ended up getting another drummer, and that band lasted a, a couple of years. We even had a, a flute player for a while. And we had a female girl singer. We had a little white girl singer. And she uh-huh. she, she wrote this song called Beat Me, Put Me, Make, Make Me Write Bad Checks. I want to wrap oh my, my body God. all around your neck. Beat me, put me, and roll on the ground. I think that I'm becoming mentally unsound. Oh, it was a cold oh song. <laughs> so, oh, so anyway, okay, so. <laughs> so and then I didn't see Willie for a while. And he he, he come up. He'd come over once in a while, either wanting to borrow some money or 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 get or get any drugs that was in that was in the in, in the vicinity, you might say. And mm-hmm. that's one thing about Willie. He never uh, he never had his money consistently, so he was always borrowing. And then when he got you know he got checks from from Larry and him, uh, quarterly or something. So when he did finally get his check. He would come over and, and pay off any debts he had and all that. And I remember this one famous line from Willie. If 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 I think of Willie, I think of this every time somebody mentioned his name or I mentioned his name. And you know, because he would borrow money and then he'd come back, he'd get his check and he'd come back. And usually I would cash it for him. He'd just sign it and I'd give him his money and uh we'd go on. But Willie Wild used to always say, Eddie, come on, man. Because you know if I'm spending. I'm spreading. If I'm spending, <laughs> I'm spreading. Okay, Willie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. No. So yeah, so he. Mm-hmm. Eddie, so let me ask you this. So you spent a lot of time with Willie. You knew Willie for a lot of years. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, it's been you, you, you current, you uh, recently have spoken to him. We'll talk about that later. But um, oh. what, um, 
so many memories I know you must have. But do you have one thing that stands out in all the years that you knew Willie? One one memory that you'll never forget? Hmm. I yes. Know, right. That's a lot, huh? Okay. What is? Yes. It? You don't. Do you remember when he wrecked his car? He wrecked that little girl's car. No. He broke his face. He he couldn't even play in the band no more. Somebody had to take his place for a hot minute. Oh, you don't remember right. that? He did. He did have an accident. That's right. And you know why he had an accident? Why? He had got a check. He had, he had got paid, and he he was he was spending, but he wasn't spreading. He he wanted everything to himself, and he was up for about two or three days. I remember he left my house, going to Larry's house. And ran into a telephone pole. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, and that's how he broke his nose and 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 he he, he, he that. Messed I have forgotten that. I have forgotten that. Maybe that's when Ted took his place. Maybe so. Maybe that was when Ted so. took his place. Did you hear me? Maybe so. Yeah, I heard you. And you're right. Maybe that is when Ted took his place. Okay, so as you know, we're doing this for Willie because. Um, we just we just couldn't let the brother uh go out like that without right. honoring his legacy with Grand Central Station and having this program, you had to be a part of it because you were such an important part of Willie's life. And so is there anything in closing that that you would like to say about uh, you know, Willie? Yeah, yes. Hey, Willie gave me he's the most he's the most influential person in me being the musician that I am today. Willie Sparks, Willie Sparks, David Stallings, and David Vega all helped me when I didn't even know how to play a bass. I didn't even know uh-huh. how to play. I never got any, I always used to ask Larry for some, you know, give me some pointers or something. He never gave me a dime worth of, of anything in, in, in that realm. And uh, uh-huh. Willie would sit with me, Willie would sit with me and write, we wrote songs together, being on my back, uh, uh, life is a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. and, and Dave and David Stalin, rest in peace. The three most influential people are all passed on: Willie Sparks, David Stalin, and David Vader. Uh-huh. And David Stalin, David Stalin, he used to. I'm playing the bass, right? If I played the wrong note, he would stand up on me, would thump my fingers with his thump. You, you know how people can thump you upside the head. <laughs> he would yeah. thump my fingers. Boy, he was. They used to call him. They used to call him Hitler. Oh my God! That's how cold he was. If he gave, if he gave you some lessons, but more so than anything else, really, more so than anything else, really allowed me to play without knowing how to. I mean, I could. I I was playing with like one finger and one string at a time, you know. Uh, But he never, he never degraded me. He never taught. He said, "All you gotta do is keep practicing. Keep practicing." And uh, mm-hmm. I've written, I've written 35, 40 songs from that. Uh, I got quite a few of them recorded. Uh, I'm gonna send you some of them on new tapes, but but anyway, the one Willie Wild, rest in peace. I pray for him every night when I say my prayers. I always include him. I always include all the people that passed on that I love. So you know, I got a long list, but I, I managed to get them in. Okay. Beautiful. So Ace, Ace, do you yeah. have anything you want to say? I do, um, and thank you for talking to us again, uh, Eddie. It's been really great. 
I was just curious because you're so close to um, Willie. Do you remember what was on his mind or what the circumstances were that finally made him not want to be in Graham Central Station anymore? Like, because it, it's such a great band. Uh, what was it about it that that made it? You know, he felt like he had to leave. Well, I think he was he was talking to Sly, and Sly talked him into leaving. He on the pretense that Sly was going to hire him, but oh. that never happened. It oh. was a combination. It was a combination of that, and yeah. he didn't feel like he was respected enough in Graham Central Station. He he always felt like he was an odd wild child, or, or nobody. Uh, uh, you know, he felt like he was being used for some reason. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the details. Well, let me just add to that. He, but he didn't start. He did always have, he did always feel some kind of way about being in Grand Central Station. But I just think that came out of the fact that the whole thing about Graham Central Station and Larry Graham is that he was ripping us off. When we all started mm -hmm. with Larry, we were young. And so right. it was just wonderful to be able to be caught up in the whole experience of all of it. But then right. after a while, after a while, you start wondering like, okay, so I'm supposed to be getting paid for this. You know what I'm saying? And so yes. that was always, that, that was one of the main reasons why Willie left was because he was like tired of not getting, you know, paid the way we should be getting paid. You know, we look at the money that Larry was making his lifestyle, and then we look at ours, and it right. was, you know, what I'm saying it wasn't right. matching. So Willie right. was one of the first ones to get upset over the fact that the money was not right. Gotcha. And I'll tell you why, because why? Willie knew Sly, and Larry damn near copied Sly. He did the same thing to. To grant to members of Grand Sister Station, it's Sly did to them, basically, uh -huh. you know, wouldn't pay them right. Mm -hmm. That happens a lot yeah. with band leaders, man. I don't know what what happens to them. They they forget where they came from. You know, I'm sorry to hear well, he that. Had me, he, he had me working for a hundred dollars a week, doing all that. Yeah. Wow. Even at the but height I love everybody in the band. I would have did it for free. Sure, sure, sure. Well, it's been great mm -hmm. talking to you, Cole Bird. Cole Bird. All right. <laughs> Man. Thank you, Eddie, so much. I appreciate you so much. You have really added to this episode. And I, I love you, and uh, I'll be talking to you real soon, and I, I appreciate you so much. Hey, it was my pleasure. Okay. <laughs> right friend. on, man. Okay, talk to you later. All right, baby. You guys have a good evening, and stay safe. You too, okay, peace. Bye-bye. Bye. Chocolate, I, I thought it would be fun, actually, to play uh, Ooh Yeah by Betty Davis. Um, love that tune. It actually has uh, Willie singing on it, right? Yes. He's singing, he's singing bass on it. <laughs> well, let's <laughs> check some of that out. And while we're doing that, who are we going to call next? Okay, the next person we're going to call is Jimmy McKinney, a legend in his own time right there in the Bay Area. Jimmy has played with everybody. As a matter of fact, currently he's playing with uh, Larry Graham uh, in Graham Central Station. And oh, Jimmy okay. went, yeah, and Jimmy went to school with Willie and Herschel, so they grew up together. So he has a, another whole perspective uh, on Willie Wilde. 
Oh, fun. Great. All right. So let's listen to some Betty Davis and then we'll get to that. Jimmy McKinney, right on. from the beginning okay so let's start from because i know i know you got a lot to say so let's start from because you went to school with willie so let's start from when you and willie were in what elementary school together yeah we started to uh we started in the seventh grade together at elmhurst junior high wow and uh yeah here in, here in oakland and uh we, we we got we're all in the in the music department it was uh me and Herschel and Willie and wow. uh T and Terry Jackson. We all started together at the same time. And um so when we 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 were in the music department, we were playing in the orchestra and the stage band and everything we could get our hands on. And we had this really great teacher 
He's like the best, one of the best in the world, Mr. William Bell. They call mm-hmm. him Bill Bell. They call him Bill Bell. And uh, he's the one that taught us, you know, he was teaching us like jazz and, you know, uh, some of the greatest songs that had ever been played. He was showing that to us in the seventh grade. So we all played jazz and and actually like me and Herschel played trumpet and uh, Terry Jackson also is a great uh, sound man these days. He's a uh, Whitney Houston sound man and George Duke. Um, okay. So basically we all started together. And, um, so Jimmy, Jimmy, let me ask you this. Did Willie always play the drums or did he start out on something else? No, Willie started on the drums and he, he stayed right on the drums. Willie okay. was always the, he was always the type of guy who always uh if he hears something he'll sing it. You know. Mm-hmm. He was he was always uh you know, he always had his own way of looking at music, which was really good, you know, for all of us. Mm-hmm. We all uh, like I said, we in the in the eighth grade, <laughs> like after our first year Mr. Bell uh, had a surprise assembly for us in the uh, in the beginning of the eighth grade, like the first week. Mm-hmm. And so it was for the music department. So we went and sat down in our auditorium. And we said, well, well, who is this going to be? We didn't know. You know, we were still kids. And mm-hmm. so the curtain opened up. The curtain opened up, and it was uh, Bill Cosby. What? He was, he, yeah. Well, Mr. Bell was uh, was friends with him. Um, wow. Mm-hmm, Mr. Bell was uh, was uh, an accomplished pianist, and he used to play with uh, uh, Sarah Vaughn back in the oh, day. Yeah. So, mm-hmm, so we got him on his first year. His first year of teaching was the seventh grade. We he was twenty six. I remember. So uh, okay, so back to the assembly. We had this assembly, and the curtain opened up, and it was Bill Cosby. And you know, I guess he was doing like I Spy and stuff back then. And then right. he, said, he said, so then he said, we have a special treat for you, to uh, you know, for you young musicians. And the curtain opened up again, and uh, it was Sly and the Family Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And this this is in the eighth grade where we where Sly didn't even have a record out. The band had never had been recorded or anything, and they were just playing. Mm-hmm. You know, they just putting their band together. So when we saw that, we looked at that, and we all looked at each other, and we said, man, this is what we want to do. So we put a band together. (laughs) (laughs) So we put a band together the very next day. We came here at my house, and uh, we put a band together, you know. So we had like a four-piece horn section. Wow. And uh, we had a guitar player, which Terry Jackson played guitar. Then, even though he's a great sound man, one of the famous sound men now, he's uh he played he played trumpet too. So uh, mm-hmm. so then okay in the eighth grade, then Ted moved in. Ted moved in and wanted to play with us. And Ted is Willie's brother, Ted right. Clark. Right, right. And, right. Uh, so Ted didn't play an instrument, so he picked up a trombone. So I started teaching him trombone, and. uh I taught him his positions and stuff. So me and Ted, we all played together, and we put our band together. And we played for our, our um, all of all of the gigs around town. We played for all the uh, for our ninth grade uh, 
party, you know, your graduation party. So none of right. us got a chance to none of us got a chance to dance, right? Because <laughs> we were all playing. <laughs> so how many people were in the band, and what was the name of the band? Uh, it was an eight-piece group, and the name of the band was called VJs. And we got okay. the name off of a liquor store, a liquor store in West Oakland. <laughs> we, we, we'd have been thinking, well, what are we going to name the band? We kept looking around and talked for about a week or so. So anyway, we, we decided on the VJs. We looked up at the sign. We said, that's it, the VJs. So, <laughs> so you guys named yourselves after the liquor store. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's cool. So this is what you guys were doing as young kids, eighth and ninth grade. So so then what? What was the next phase? Okay, the next phase was uh well we put our group together and we asked our parents if they would back us. So uh we we put uh-huh. together a little field for them and all the parents came, we came into the house and we did like a little show and we asked them if they would uh you know, we need some uniforms and stuff, and so they looked at us and they said, "Well, well, you guys really sound good." So it ended up my father and uh, and Herschel's father were our chaperone. So mm-hmm. at th- at thirteen years old, we started playing in the nightclub. And uh, what? Yeah. So I remember when we got ready to take our pictures. Everybody went and we, we got these black shirts for everybody to wear, right? So we could take our first picture with the mm-hmm. band. And so everybody came in, we set up to take our picture. We said, well, where's Willie at? Where's Willie? So we're looking around. Right. And so Willie came out the bathroom and he had on a sport coat and a, and a, and a coat and a, and a shirt with um one of those long collar shirts like they used to wear back in the day. And he had his yeah. hair combed. And he had on a pair of pimp shades. So he was just like <laughs> David Ruffin, right? <laughs> 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 so so, so, so Willie was trying to stand out even then, huh? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so from then we we just started playing. We played at all the um we played at all the junior highs. Everybody who had a, a a ninth grade uh, prom, we played for everyone in Oakland, and then we uh-huh. we went, to, and and then we went to Castlemont, and we started playing all the junior proms and the senior balls for all the all the uh, Oakland schools like Skyline and McClymonds and and uh, uh, oh man, Oakland High, everybody, right? So so you so you so your band was the the VJs. They were the popular little local bands. You guys played all the gigs in Oakland locally, right? That's it. That's it. There are a few groups that were older than us, and uh, but we kind of like moved them out. You know what I'm saying? We, were young. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. we told them we'd move them out because we were cocky, right? But we told us that y'all going to move them out. It was like... Um, uh, Marvin Holmes and Uptights and uh oh uh, I used to love hey hey Jimmy I used to love we used to go me and Larry used to go and see Mar- Marvin and the Uptights over at the Sportsman remember the Sportsman 
Then that's the club we played at. We played there for about four years in a row. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's where Gay- yeah, Gaylord Birch used to play with uh with Marvin Holmes and Uptight. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. So, so uh, okay. So then. So then. So then. How did you guys get involved with the whole funk with Sly? Finally, when you were kids, you saw Sly the Family Stone. They motivated you, and now, how did you finally just start hanging out with them? Well, they lived right up the hill from us. So. Mhm. So Willie would all me and Willie would always sit down together and listen. And and listen to an album together, you know the, the uh, you know the albums that we like. And we didn't have no money, so we would put our money together and listen to all the groups that we had. So I still got some albums here right now with me and Willie's name on it. And we would just oh. sit there, and we would sit at his mother's house, and uh, and we listened to all the stuff on uh, like uh, with James Brown. We learned all of his stuff. And then we sat down with all the stuff with Buddy Miles, and we learned all of his stuff. And then mm-hmm. we sat down with all the stuff with Sly and the Family Stone, because they came out in about the, they must have came out in about the the the, the end of the ninth grade. Yeah, mm-hmm. they came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. so so we learned all their stuff, and so we started going up to their house because they lived right up the hill on Malcolm, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Freddie and Freddie Stone and. And uh, and Larry Graham, they all moved up on Malcolm because they've been making money, so they moved up on the hill, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, so we went up there, and we just, you know, we got a lot of, you know, we we got a lot of early teachings from them, you know. Like I like I play, I used to learn a lot from uh, from Cynthia. Cause me and Cynthia became but, really but good. But the thing about it is, though, how did wow. you guys get? How did you guys get introduced? Like. Like, how did you get to a point where you could go to their houses? How did you get introduced to them like that? Good question. Actually, actually, Willie Willie found them because like, Willie would always Willie would well I well I tell you Willie used to cut school sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Willie was always a girl chaser, right? He was chasing the girls in the in the in the eighth ninth grade, right? And so, right. So me and Willie, we just hung together all the time, and and so he said, "Man, he said, I'm going up, to, I'm going up to Freddie Stone, man. They live up the hill." I said, "What?" So we started going up there, and we started uh, mm-hmm. listening to them. Mm-hmm. And so, but see, my question is, how? Okay, you guys started going to Freddie's house, but how? Who introduced Willie to Freddie? You know what I'm saying? How did Freddie get into Willie's? I mean, how did Willie get into Freddie's circle like that? Being a young boy, you know, right? You know what? I'm not sure, except for that he was uh, like I said, Willie was always, always a little different from everybody else. And like I said, he would cut school, and he, I guess he found out where they lived because. We were listening to them all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And right. so we knew they were from here because we used to sit up and eat breakfast and listen to Sly, uh, Sly on the radio. You know, we'd eat breakfast and then listen to Sly on the radio as kids. So they lived right okay. around here. It's not too far from my house right now where they used to live. Okay. So, and then uh, right, right down the street from me, on this street right here, is uh, like Lane Williams used to live right down the street from me, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we all, you so, know, just the, a little so the next thing you knew, the next thing you knew, Willie was taking you to to Freddie Stone's house. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. 
Okay. So we went up there and we started playing. We started playing with them, and they were teaching us stuff. So we uh, actually we had a, a band competition in uh, you know, the state of uh, California in our senior year, and um, we won because Berkeley High used to always win. Uh, mm-hmm. Berkeley High, San Francisco High, all, you know, all, all the white schools, I'd say it's all the white schools. So in our, <laughs> senior year, in our senior year, we went there and we had a competition against them. And uh, so we it, we ended up in a tie. So we were like, well, mm-hmm. who's going to get the trophy, right? So they, <laughs> they had us have a little runoff well, we had to play against them, just uh, the uh, the band, and right. we beat them. And they were so okay. mad. They were so mad. Oh, never forget that because uh, Lenny Lenny Pickett, uh, the the guitar, no, not the guitar player, but Lenny Pickett, the saxophone player that plays on Saturday Night Live, and he played with Tower Power. Mm. Uh, he he was in their band. And we beat him that year because we had uh, uh, one of our guys in our band was uh, John Fattis. It's uh, he's a world uh, a, a world a well known trumpet player. Uh, John Fattis used to do um, uh, he used to be a, a protege of Dizzy Gillespie. Okay. So, yeah, so we so we won the competition, you know. So we walked around bragging and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, so after that, uh, I ended up going to college, um, and and Herschel came up to college to me. We went to the University of Washington, and uh, mm-hmm. so Rusty, Rusty Allen, and um, right. and Willie, and David Stalin, they started the band back here after we left, and uh, so. Mm-hmm. So then after about, I guess about six months, Herschel came back home. And uh, we, me and Herschel are still best friends to this day. You know, mm-hmm. me and Willie still best friends, all of us still. Mm. So so um, when they went back, uh, they formed a group. They had a, a couple of groups. One of them was Wagtails, and they started working mm-hmm. with Betty Davis. Yeah. And they were working a lot with, uh, with Larry, with Larry Graham back then. And so, mm-hmm. so uh, then they called me when they, when Larry was getting ready to put his group together. They also played with Little Sister, which was a really great group. Which was yeah. uh, fun. Yeah, you guys know about all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So they came to Seattle in my second year of college to uh, do a show in Seattle, and so they asked me to come back. Because they were giving me to put a uh, band together, and so I asked my father, "Could I come back?" I said, "Daddy, I want to go home, man. I want to play with my band, you know." He mm-hmm. said, "He said, boy, you ain't going home." He said, "You staying right there in school." He said, "I don't care if it's," he said, "I don't care if it's Slide Stone or the Four Pops." <laughs> <laughs> so. So you stayed in school, and who knows that maybe if you hadn't stayed in school, you would have been in Grand Central Station because, you know, uh, Larry right. and I were trying to find, we had Herschel, they had the whole right. band, Larry wanted another keyboardist, 
And uh, yeah. so we were looking, and so I took yeah, them. So I said, well, I know somebody. I know, yeah. So I said, well, I know somebody, Butch. And so that's how Butch got involved in the situation. But if your daddy had to let you leave college, it would have probably yeah. been you, huh? That's it. Larry it's your daddy's fault. <laughs> Larry know it like because we laugh about it all the time. <laughs> he said, yeah, that's how we would have been. A, yeah, they would have had a horn section and two keyboard players. Cause both would right. play, both exactly. would, both would play trumpet yeah. and keys. <laughs> right, right. Okay, yeah. so um, so what memory about Willie? Cause you've been knowing him ever since he was in the seventh grade. What is it about yeah. him that you? I'm gonna just ask for one memory. I know that's asking a lot, but what stands out most in your mind about your brother Willie Wild? Willie was just like his name. Willie was wild. <laughs> and he was always, he always just loved music. Willie was a great jazz musician, you know? Okay. And, mm-hmm. and he was, he was a genius way back then. Like we all hmm. were, we all were really good. But Willie always had a, a vision and he always was very, uh, he was a Sagittarius. So he was always very straightforward in where he wanted to go and what he wanted to do, you know? Right. So, so we are. He, he he's been like that his whole life. Whatever Willie ever wanted to do, he always was the best at it. I can say mm-hmm. that about him. No matter mm-hmm. what it was, you know, you know the whole story, uh, mm-hmm. Patrice. But but whatever he did, he was always the best at it. Uh, uh, the best mm-hmm. at it. So mm-hmm. uh, I remember um, Willie um, getting out of the group, out of, out of Grand Central Station. You know, also. You know, which I was, you know, like he was, he's one of the top drum, drummers in the world. You mm-hmm. know, nobody played like him. We used to listen to like Tony Williams and Jack DeJanet. You know, these are all jazz mm-hmm. players and Miles Davis and Lee Morgan and Freddie Hubbard. Those are the guys we listened to because right. mm-hmm. Mr. Bell let us, yeah, uh, uh, taught us, you know, like I used to listen to Count Basie, Duke Ellington. So we had all that in us too. But so Willie mm-hmm. always had his funk style when he got with Sly, and he wanted to be in Sly. Matter of fact, he almost got Greg uh, Gregorico out of there, you know? Oh. <laughs> I, I remember that. He wanted Greg's spot. So he actually <laughs> right. ended up playing, playing on a lot of Sly stuff, too. You so know? listen, maybe you can answer this question. Do you know if Willie played on a, a song on the There's a Riot Going On album? Do you know if he played the drums on any of those songs on that album? Good question. Good question. He did. I'm not sure which song because, you know, you what's happening. Yeah, what happens with Phil a lot is he'll have a lot of guys come in and play stuff and, and he'll sit there for hours and hours and tweak everything and and yeah. sometimes he'll go back and put his baseline on and use somebody else's this. I mean, he's right. he's he's a, a genius, you know. I mean, who who right. can beat him? He's like he like Beethoven, all of them, you know, Bach, mm-hmm. uh, you know, prolific writer. But I know right. Willie did play on on some of his uh, material because Willie was right okay. there, and he wanted to be he wanted to be with Sly so bad, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I do know that he played on a song called "Lilo Lie." Was yeah, uh, play played on that song, but uh, mm-hmm. I was just wondering if he played on a song on the Riot Going On album. Okay, so we've talked to Ray, we've talked to Rusty, 
So mm-hmm. um, we know about the uh, we know about the Wild Bunch, and we know that you were a, an original member. But can can mm-hmm. you answer this question? We don't know this. Who took Rusty's place on the base when Rusty left? You know what? Nobody really did. Really? What do you mean? Nobody did. Uh uh. When 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 Rusty was with us, when, when, with the Wild Bunch, there was nobody else. There. If there was anybody there for 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 a minute, it was probably uh, Bobby Vega. But I don't think so. Yeah, because Rusty was there the whole time. Yeah, Rusty was there the whole time. And I remember one day uh, when Rusty got out of Sly. When he got out of Sly, I remember he was. He was saying, you know, he didn't have he didn't have no money and stuff because you know when you stop working, you stop working. And I said, mm-hmm. well, man, I said you should, uh, you know, we're we're at the East Mountain Mall here in Oakland one day and we're looking through some records and stuff, right? So yeah, I said, well, you know, he said, Jimmy, he said I know this guy right here. He was the drummer who was playing with Sly, you know, later on. And so he, you know, I said, well, I said, well, man, you know, you know, sometimes you just got to reach out and call people. And, uh, you know, because I still say the same thing now. You never know. And so mm-hmm. I used to buy Rusty's cigarettes for him and stuff because he didn't have, have any money, right? And I said, man, mm-hmm. call this dude. I just called him. And so he called him up, and uh, he ended up, and this guy was playing with Robin Trower. Mm-hmm. And that's how Rusty got the gig with Robin Trower because he had known him uh, through Sly and the Family Stone. Right, yeah, so. right. Yeah. So when Rusty left the Wild Bunch, no other bass player came and took his place, or did the Wild Bunch break up shortly after that? Well, we probably broke up because I went to L.A. after that. Okay. Yeah. I had I, we had a group called Reading, Writing, Arithmetic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good yeah. name. <laughs> <laughs> And we had all these great players uh, that I put together. Uh, uh, actually, Ted Sparks was playing drums, which he ended up playing with Natalie Cole. And right. then I had uh, Larry Baptiste and, and Clayton Richardson, who were still right. in their last year of high school. And their mother their mother said, well, you can't. He said, Jimmy, the only reason I'm going to let him in this group because you're in here because they knew my mother. Because my mother right. was uh, was a, a teacher and you know principal and stuff, so they let um they put them in, so they 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 put them on them they put them under me and said if anything happened to him I'm coming to get you I said okay so we mm-hmm. had um, it was me uh, Larry Baptiste who is a great magi- magician and everything else you know so much about Larry you know you know yeah, Larry yeah. Like he's, he does the Grammys every year for like the last twenty yeah. years, twenty five years. Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. And Clayton Richardson was a was a uh, was a great saxophone player. Larry played trombone. Uh, Clayton played and saxophone. Uh, and keyboards, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So all these guys were just great. Then we had uh, Michael McGlory on guitar, which oh, he used yeah. to play with. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's my buddy. We talk all the time too. He still played. He, he was playing with uh, with Switch and with uh, uh, Jermaine Jackson, which you can mm-hmm. see him on some of the one song shows. Mm-hmm. And then also uh, David Stallings, who's just, 
And, and, and so the, also David Stallings, who was just this monster guitar player, and everybody, right. he, he was there, but nobody understood him but me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. Chocolate. Hey, Chocolate yeah, and look. Jimmy. Chocolate and Jim. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. We're running We're running a little bit late on time. We still got to oh, call okay. one more guest. Okay. Uh, no I'm just problem. having so much fun listening to you guys, but they're giving me the signal over here. Okay, uh, so Jimmy, in parting, what do you have to say about about Willie? Because we could talk about Willie all night, but just yeah, in parting, ahead. what do you what do you want to leave the world with as far as Willie goes? I just want to leave the world uh, let, let let the world know how great a musician and how dedicated he was to his craft. He was mm-hmm. like he was so serious all the time. Me too. That's why we got along so good. And right. If he if he was still playing now, he'd be one of those big artists that uh you know I mean he'd be the biggest right now, you know mm-hmm. that's what I do know about him. Uh, he just mm-hmm. a great a great person and crazy as hell, but he was my buddy forever. <laughs> I heard that. That's okay, great, man. All right. If you well, need uh, any more information, you can call me back because I got more to say. I got okay. it all. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, Jimmy. Well, thank you so much, my brother. I so appreciate you for for okay. helping us out with this. And we all love Willie, and thank you so much. It was great to talk okay. to you. It's great to meet you. Oh, same here, man. Same here. I really appreciate right the phone call. Right on, man. Okay. Talk to you soon. Love you. Okay. Love you, too. Okay. All Bye-bye. right. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Wow. Well, that was a really good chat, Chocolate. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> Who it are we going to talk to next? Who are we gonna okay, talk to the next? last person is Stozo. Stozo the Clown, you mean? Stozo the Clown. While we're getting in touch with Stozo, I'm still thinking about Willie losing his hair on the uh, roller coaster. Okay. Let's listen, to, let's listen to a little bit of hair, and then we'll call Stozo <laughs> the Clown. <laughs> okay. of his hair.
start out with um, how you met Willie, how you even became aware that there was a Willie Wilde. That there was a Willie Wilde? It was a really, that there really, was a really, Willie Wilde. Not, not <laughs> Willie Wilde, but really was really Willie Wilde. Willie yeah. Willie Wilde. That <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, well, you know, I got to, it's like the, what came first, the chicken or the egg, you know what I mean? It's like I had to, um, you know, I got turned on by um, Willie Wilde by GCS. You know, the baddest mm-hmm. group from east to west. I think you know a little bit about mm-hmm. that, don't you, uh, Chaz? Mm-hmm. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. So I, um, but you know what? I, I, you know, maybe I have a question to the answer is, um, did the Graham Central Station come out after the Betty Davis album or, or, or what? I mean, do you, do you guys know about that? Um, oh. The, uh, 
well, well, let's talk about you and your experience with Willie first. But however, uh, we had we were already. I think we were in the process of making our first album when we did Betty's first. So okay, we well, well, really well, done, well, yeah. Okay, well, the reason why I brought that up, it is a connection because you know the Betty Davis album really turned me out. Okay, I mean completely out, right. upside down. Those little clowns, they think I'm upside down, and so. I seen a credit on um, the Betty Davis album for If I'm in Luck, the song. And he says, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's the guy that she's talking to. He's the voice, I think, of the guy that, um, that you know, that she's having a little conversation with on that funky song. So well, no, that's, no, that's actually Herschel that she's having the conversation with. But Willie, he's on the song called Ooh Yeah. Ooh Yeah. He sing it. Yeah, he's Going singing on, on that. something too. That one right there, exactly. Right? Does, exactly. Okay. So, exactly. All right. All right. So got that right. And um, Willie uh, actually Herschel's playing the organ on there too. But um, mm-hmm. I heard that voice. You know, and I, any album that was really bumping like that back in the day, I would read all the credits to see who was doing what. You know, so I'd seen mm-hmm. his name. And then once I seen him show up in the Graham Central Station group, you know, of course you guys have pictures on the album. And then you know, of course that train made it to Washington D.C where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was a big fan because I was a big slime of family stone. So I was already stoned. <laughs> hey, and, and GC, GCS were huge in DC, right, Chocolate? Yeah. 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 I mean, they were so huge. H, one show that they did at this place called the Warner Theater, the, the ceiling started uh, falling. Pieces of the ceiling started falling. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> Yeah, you know, true. You, yeah. you heard about tear the roof off the sucker, right? Well, they they tore the. Uh... <laughs> yes, they did. So I yeah, that you was know, a metaphor. It was a metaphor, yes, and it was the <laughs> truth. So you know, they've always been yeah. The it truth. actually did happen. That actually did happen. Wow, that's so mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I um, so I followed as many once I saw that the, the GCS train was coming to town. You know, I was already pinned to every radio and newspaper to see where they were going to show up. And um, I just happened to be a student. I was a little teenager. So this is way back in the 70s. And um, I um, went to Howard University. And uh, they we had okay. a place called Crampton Auditorium. Mm-hmm. And uh, GCS showed up there. And they, you know, of course, they blew our minds. And Willie was the drummer. Mm-hmm. Patrice was there, and that's where I, you know, I really got, I had met Larry with Sly and Family Stone, and I had a good friend, actually, that was working the door at Crampton Auditorium. He got me backstage, and basically, you know, those those days, I was a big picture taker, too. I was a photographer, so I used to take a lot of pictures, and, um, you know, I used to love to bring my cartoons with me. I'm a cartoonist, as people know. Right. And so I had all that. I was ready to meet Graham Central Station, every single one of them, if I could. And Willie was in the mix. Right, Patrice? Mm-hmm. Remember that? We came down in the Absolutely. basement. And, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, Absolutely. I got pictures of that, Ace. I got some pictures, actually, of all of them. Oh, you do? The, uh, oh, yeah. I got group shots of them all standing with Willie in it and everybody, yeah. Can you slide me some uh, in the next couple of days so we can use it? Well, well, I'll have to dig them up. They might be in my, uh, you know, they're in a treasure test somewhere, probably in one of my storage things, you know. But oh, um, all you guys got to search. I had access to it. Yes. <laughs> I wish. No, that's okay. That's okay. 
Okay, so, okay. Yes, yeah, go ahead, Patrice, yeah. So I was going to say, so how did you and Willie, you guys formed like an even closer uh, relationship, and how did that happen? Well, you know, uh, as time ticked on, as the funk moved on, and as as I got closer with the band, you know, it was it was love at first sight with Graham Central Station and me, and uh, I uh, we 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 exchanged uh, funk funk fluids, and we all mm-hmm. like just like we knew each other, like we were all from the same planet. We just hit it off. We had lots to talk about, lots to funk about, and Patrice can verify that as well. And what we used to do is talk about music, and and I was a musician too. I mean, I was developing my music skills along with my art. I'd always had a dream, actually, going back to the Betty Davis project. I just thought that was the funkiest thing I had ever heard outside of just, you know, Love and Sly and all the funk music. I love the fact that Greg Arico, whoever assembled that album, produced it, brought so many talented people together, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. Patrice is on that album and the Pointer Sisters and just so many great artists and of course, Willie's on there. And so I had this vision myself that I was going to do a project where I the best of all the funk people that I could get together and make an album for Stozo the Clown. So um, I had talked to Willie and Herschel and Herschel Kennedy and all of the musicians that I'd met. I was already part of Funkadelic at the time. So I had a whole handful of those guys and um that were loving loving the whole collaboration thing i had um eddie hazel who was the best guitar player you could ever imagine yeah, to get that's to work. amazing man and so eddie was just a clown himself it's a silly mm-hmm. fool and patrice again who's who's also part of the mix of my project uh we we all kind of migrated to los angeles at one point parliament funkadelic had an office out there called world funk headquarters and so George Clinton had all of us, the artists, the musicians, the singers, everybody's pretty much moved to Los Angeles. And uh, it was just a real cosmic lucky time that Willie and Herschel, and I don't know how they ended up being in town. And we were living there. And, you know, Herschel and I were pretty tight. And uh, I told him about the project. You know, Herschel's a little, little, little uh, different kind of guy. <laughs> I wanted him to do some things too, but he said I could definitely get you Willie, Ronald. He said, <laughs> and uh, so he he said I'm going to get Willie, and I'll talk to Willie, and let's let's see if Willie will come and do the drums for you. So Willie was all down for it, and we went to this um, studio called Hitman Studios in uh, Hollywood, and I laid down some drum tracks with Willie. Um, yeah. And, you know, the thing about my project, Ace and, and Patrice, is that I like to record people raw. You don't get a rehearsal tape with me. You know, it's like mm-hmm. if you're funky and I picked you out, I already know that whatever I'm going to throw in here, you're going to know. And Willie tore that, I don't want to use any bad words, but really tore that shit up. And um, <laughs> he really did, Patrice. And, you know, Patrice knows all these so, things. So let me ask you this. Here's what I want to yeah. know. So how would light? Because you were a fan of Grand Central Station, a big one, like, and later on you became part of the family. But what, but what did it feel like to first meet Willie as a big fan, and now here he is in the studio playing on some music that you wrote for you? Like, how did that feel? Like, wow. how cosmic was that? Yeah. Well, you know, that's about as cosmic as you can get, Patrice, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I remember I used to talk this cosmic stuff and I remember, you know, I got uh, Larry to write on one of these photographs for me. You know, I was very young at that time, teenager. And he wrote on this piece of paper, he wrote, can cosmic, you cosmic, handle cosmic, it cosmic. And I still, <laughs> I still got that picture. And, and, you know, the thing, we were all cosmic because if, if, if I started a joke, then somebody else could finish the joke. It's all, like I said, we all were like from the same thing. So we just kind of like being fans, we, we went beyond fans at that point, you know, and Willie just, just Willie but just you started down. out as a fan though. You started out as a fan and now here, and now here Willie is like playing your music. So what did that feel like? Oh, it, it was awesome Patrice because he, um, he was so professional too, you know, that was why I picked who I picked, you know what I mean? For these people to play on, you know, it's like when I saw what he would do in that show, you know, the live show age, I don't know if you got mm -hmm. a chance to catch the live Graham Central Station, man. I never did. I never had the honor. Whew. Oh my, now then you'd know why that ceiling was, was coming out, was coming down. <laughs> Everybody brought so much fire to that show. So here I was, you know, I'm still, I'm seeing Willie and Willie showed up too. You know, we, you know, you got to remember back in those days, the whole rock star thing, you mm -hmm. know, I think Slide Stone kind of carved out the whole rock star, especially for funky rock stars, you know, they're a little crazy, right. a little wild. And uh, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing that, Willie even showed up because the way Willie looked, you know what I'm saying? And this whole vibe, it was like, this guy showed up, he is ready to throw down, and I better have my you-know-what together because uh, I swear, as soon as he started, he just threw down on that whole thing. And I was amazed, Patrice. I'm looking, I'm saying, okay, Willie Wallace throwing down on this thing. Was it, was it a little surreal, maybe a little bit? Somewhat surreal, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. somewhat surreal, but you know, I'm somewhat surreal too. And you know, I'm a cartoon. So it was <laughs> almost, it was almost a cartoon. It was like Fred Flintstone meets uh, Barney Rubble or something. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, so the whole experience was like, it, you were impressed by Willie's professionalism. So do you have, because any, you know what, like, the, the engineer, the engineer at this studio called Hitman Studios, this guy named Jerry, I was one of his clients that would bring in these superstar type kind of people, you know, because the day I bought Eddie Hazel in there, he was so rock starred out that right. people didn't know who these people were. And I wouldn't tell them because I did not want people to know who they were because I didn't want them to act a certain way or treat them different, you know. But before they'd leave the studio, they'd be like, wow, who was that guy? Who was that drummer? Who was that guitar right. player? I'd say, uh, guess what? That was uh, Willie Wilde from Graham Central Stale. That was Eddie Hazel from uh, Funkadel. They'd be like, what? You know, mm -hmm. so, you know, just the way I produced. I didn't like to have the, the engineers or people because I didn't want the paparazzi. And I'd say, okay, this guy's coming to play the drums today, you know, or this this, this woman's going to be singing or this guy's going to be playing guitar, you know, and um, mm -hmm. it worked. It really worked. So what do you, so, so what do you think uh, in party? Like, what would you say uh, as far as if the whole world could hear you? What would you have to say about Willie Wilde? Because you knew him personally and, you know, as a fan. So what would you want to leave him with as far as Willie is concerned? Mm -hmm. You know, Willie, uh, Chocolate, and Ace was just one of those one of those people, like all of us, you know, like most real artists, you know, that breathed, lived the whole life of being a musician and an artist 
And I, I got that because later on, you know, I moved to San Francisco and I started recording the rest of my album in the Bay Area because there were a lot of members from Sly and the Family Stone that lived there yeah. that ended up contributing. And Willie was back in his Bay Area, you know, and, and by chance I ran into him later on. And he was still playing drums. He was playing drums on the street. He was, you know, because if you're a real musician, you don't care where you get to sing or dance or, or, or mm-hmm. play or do your thing. And right. I saw mm-hmm. that Willie still had that, that, that monster spirit of wanting to do his thing. And um, that that was awesome, uh, Patrice, to see Willie later on. And I told him I still had that track. And, and he was still ready to do his thing. I mean, all the way, I guess, up until he departed here. He has been wanting to do wow. and, and continue to do his thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's why that's why we're doing our thing tonight for Willie, just so that he can be, you know, acknowledged and honored and, and you know, as a part of uh, Grand Central Station, one of the funkiest uh, bands, GCS from East to West. And also mm-hmm. just to acknowledge what a great musician he was, what an awesome musician he was, period. So uh, thank you so much, Dozo. You know, you are my brother from another, and you already that's know right. that. And, yeah, and right. you help you know me that. out all the time, all the time you help me out. And thank you for that wonderful uh, that wonderful flyer that we collaborated on together. Oh, yeah. Thank you thing. so much. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. So yeah. uh, I appreciate you uh, coming on and joining us and contributing. Um, Ace, do you have anything? I think you said you had something you wanted to say. Right, too. right. And I wanted to second that, by the way, Chocolate, for the flyer. That's a great flyer, Stozo. Stozo, mm-hmm. I just wanted to I just wanted to recognize and tell you something so that I got you on here. I'm a really big fan. My friends in the Funkin' Jay Stone, we're a really big fan of Mike Judge's show, Tales from the Tour Bus. <laughs> and uh, yes, your 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 part in the George Clinton episode is just great, man. And it was just fun to see you in that. I was wondering, what's it like to be turned into a cartoon, man? Because I'm jealous. <laughs> I want to be well, turned you know- into a cartoon. Well, you know, it was my job to go there and tune and tune them out. So when I uh-huh. went over there, all I did was I just bees myself and I just tuned them out. And I guess that's the, you know, it was like kind of an audition. They interviewed a whole bunch of people for that because there's more, there's more Parliament Funkadelics than there are people in the United right. States. And right. so I just went over there and did my thing, man, and, and, and got tuned out, tuned them out and, and, you know, <laughs> It was wonderful, man. It was wonderful to see it too, man, and see everybody else bet. out as well. I bet, man. And uh, I just really love it. That's all I wanted to say. And it's great. Thank you so much for uh, talking to us. And uh, I hope to have you on the show again someday in the future. All right. Ever funkin' on Patrice. Love you. And thanks a lot, H. Love you, you too, Sozo. Love you. And, uh, Thank you. Rest in peace to Willie, Willie, really, really wild. All right. That's right. I, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Good night. Be safe. Bye-bye. Is he there? See you guys oh. later. Yes, sir. Rebob. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Peace out. Okay. All right. Be healthy. Bye-bye, Ron. Keep, keep it funky, yes. Keep you know funky, that. And you know All that. All right. No, you hang up. <laughs> I, I, I got to hang. I got to hang up. Bro. You hang up. No, you hang up. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. All right good night, man. Bye. All right. So okay. he hung up. Bye. Uh, okay. Chocolate. Um, yeah. I'm feeling the need right now. Come on, I feel it. Uh-oh. Let's just listen yeah. to a little bit of that, and then we'll come back feel and it, say goodbye. Feel <laughs> it, feel it. Come on, I feel it. <laughs> feel it, feel it. Okay, I'm with you. Oh. All right, and we'll come right back. 
All right. And uh, we're back. And it was an honor to do this show. Um, I was just curious, Chocolate, how do you think everything went tonight? I know uh, we had a lot of struggles with technical stuff. It's going to sound nice and smooth in the end. But how did you think about what the guys were talking about tonight? How do you think it went? Do you think we honored Willie properly? Well, the reason why I chose those guys is because I know that each and every one of them knew Willie, you know, from a whole different perspective as just being the drummer in Grand Central Station and they could right. speak to who they could speak to who he really was. And so it turned out great. They did just what I knew that they were gonna do. And yes, I I'm very satisfied that we honored Willie in the most wonderful way. And um I'm sure he's looking down, probably uh, laughing at some of the <laughs> stuff his brothers, some of the stuff his brothers were saying. But yeah, I'm very satisfied, and I'm and I thank you so much, and Jay Stone and the Funkonauts. I thank oh. you so much for letting me use this platform to be able to do this for Willie. Oh, it's just an honor for us. Are you kidding, Chocolate? It's just absolutely an honor. We considered it a duty, and um, all right, also, that's what I'm talking you, about. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about too. And also, uh, since you mentioned that, I also want to make sure uh, to thank um, Atomic Garden West. That's the studio we're recording at right now, Chocolate. Okay. And we're, en we're engineered by the almighty Jesse Nichols of Atomic okay. Garden West. And by the way, Chocolate, I just want to share something personal with you. I have my musical mentor, um, a guy who taught me a lot about music when I was coming up. His name was Zach Scott. And he's mm -hmm. no longer with us. He's all he's also resting in power. And I'm here, mm -hmm. I'm sitting right next to his younger his younger brother, Virgil, uh, who's okay. a great friend of my friend of mine too. And Virgil Scott is the one that brought all of this together for us at the very last minute. Thank you, Virgil Scott. He's Yay. my buddy. And he's the younger Yay. brother of my mentor, Zach Scott. Yay, Yay. is right. And by the way, thank, chocolate. I thank all of y'all. Oh, thank you. And we're going to see you in less than two weeks. Your episode's going to premiere July 1st, and we're going to interview you. I'm still reading your book. I'm almost done, and I can't wait for okay. that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So much fun. <laughs> and, last <laughs> <but> not, <laughs> and last but certainly not least, I just want to throw out there, I know I said this to you before, but I just want to make sure I put it as part of the show. I know that we also lost the late, great Bonnie Pointer recently. I think it was last yeah. week. Yeah. And I know mm -hmm. you were very good friends with her as well. You posted some pictures of you ladies having fun a night on the town, uh, mm -hmm. some nice, beautiful smiles. And I just want to acknowledge uh, Bonnie Pointer as well. Absolutely. And, um, Rest in peace. Can you imagine how funky it is up in heaven right now? If I you can't. Just stop oh, my and God. Think of a, <laughs> if you just stop and think about everybody that's up there, okay? Right. And it's just getting mm -hmm. funkier and funkier, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, you know what? I hope they don't tear the roof off up there. You know what I'm saying? Then we're really in trouble. Oh, well, I'm, I, I, well it, it, there, there'll be pl plenty of roof left if they do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Ace, thank you so much. You are just precious. And I want to say to everybody uh, that uh, your followers and everybody over there in the studio, Virgil, and everybody just, you know, may the funk continue to be with all of us because these times are challenging. But uh, mm -hmm. we can make it through. We can make it through. We can. So, yeah, absolutely. And I have, I have three words for you, Chocolate. Ready. I, I love you. How about uh, that? Uh,